on episode 90 of Pixel Kaiden. Three's company in PG Studios. Six good 3DO games. An interview with Amy West's Bill Borsari. Tim discusses his new Amiga accelerator. We answer one of Amigo Aaron's burning questions. The Genesis Mini 2 comes to the States. Lots of new games coming out. The patron song gets a little weird. And Mo Betta Beer. And welcome! This is not a test, this is Tim. I am coming at you live from California. California, with, eh? With my co-hosts... Eric Nelson. And Cody Hoffman. Cody and Eric. And I am here in person. In it the is flesh. amazing. How are you guys doing? <laughs> Pretty darn good. I feel bad because the intro is like, Eric and Cody. And then this guy shows up. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, things wow. Are, things are going great. I'm coming off of my COVID nightmare, so <laughs> didn't have a lot of time to play games, but this we're going to have plenty to talk about now that Tim's here. I keep forgetting. Yeah, well, you you had a little uh, a little a little uh, touch of the vid. Yeah, not just more than a touch. I got it pretty badly, which I... You, you got hosed by that COVID, man. Yeah, I, I was uh, on the ropes for several days, but feeling much better now i'm almost uh more more than a week past it a couple weeks past it now so i'm feeling pretty good and as, as i'm sure all of our listeners are thinking well at least you got to sit at home and play games the whole time right that's womp, where, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, I, I, that's what i thought in the very beginning i was like okay i'm just gonna take a week off of work play a lot of games catch up on pixel guide and homework but i was so sick i didn't play a single game during my quarantine my infection so and you were and you were locked up in your games room, weren't you? I was locked in my games room. My wife quarantined me to the games room on a air mattress, and I sit there and just feeding you at... like microwave dinners underneath the slot beneath the door. Pretty just much, sloop, pretty much. That's exactly what it was. Just happened. gruel just poured <laughs> underneath the doorway, and yep. you had to lick it off the floor. Yeah, I didn't eat a lot. I wasn't hungry, but um, it, it, it was pretty really really bad. But I'm I'm I just don't want to get it again. So I am being careful and. Yeah, so we dodged that bullet because Tim was on his way over yep. shortly after. Yeah, that's and then, right. That was like, woohoo, squeaky bum time. And then, <laughs> and then right after you started feeling better, we decided to go ahead and have 110 degree weather yep. for like five days. Super yep. heat wave for almost a week, and it was brutal. That was bad. And then that literally the day before Tim showed up kind of waned down, and we were, I mean, at this point it felt really nice to us, but it was like 98 or something, but... Uh, and then the Northern California caught on fire. Yeah. And so if I look out right now, it still looks nice and foggy. Actually, it's getting a little clearer here. But yeah, yeah there's it's a. Not, it's not too bad now, is it? It's cleared up a little bit. Yep. But we're about a half hour drive from a whole lot of fire right now. Big so. fire. Big fire. Praying for the best over there for them. But Tim is here. And we why, are here. And why are you here, Tim? What's the purpose of the visit? Hmm? Uh, to record the podcast. Just of course. Specifically for you guys, for the listeners of yep. Pixel Guide In. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who are tired of hearing like the first word of every sentence that Tim says cut off by yeah. <laughs> internet algorithms or however that works. <laughs> Terrestrial latency. <laughs> yeah, so this is episode ninety. And we might as well just we're we're gonna mix things up because Tim's here. 
Yeah. Uh, we're not we're not going to treat this like a normal episode. It's kind of like our episode 100, if you will, just because Tim's here. <laughs> That's more exciting than having a triple-digit episode number, I think. Yes, episode 100 minus 10. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so real quick, I'm going to go over uh, what we'll be talking about here on episode 90. And then, of course, next uh, the next episode later this month, which will be episode 91. Look at that math. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to continue the party and uh, catch up on everything you've been doing while you've been here with us, Tim. So yep. that'll be really cool. Uh, so look forward to that episode, which should be coming out. Oh, my goodness. What are we at now? Is this uh, we're in we're, we're past August. We're in September now. September right. now. So that'd be like September 30th. So. Septandy. Septandy. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Tandy Coco. Uh, so coming up on this episode, we are going to, of course, stick with the news. We've got our quick questions. We've got the news. Um, we've got a, a special interview, which we uh, we did pre-record, but talking with Bill from Amy West, yep. who uh, he's he's a big part of uh, making that show happen and making that show run. And he's got a lot of insight into all kinds of cool things and gaming on the Amiga and what they're going to be doing at Amy West, which is an upcoming Amiga uh, show. Happens in October, yeah. Coming up in Sacramento. Yep. So check that out. And if you're like, I'm not in Sacramento, well, guess what? You can also watch it on YouTube. And there's even a way to watch it on your Amiga because Bill's just crazy like that. Bill Basario. Bill Basario, yep. Yep. And I I think I did watch... Was it the 2020, the when they did it all via video? That's in, right. In COVID, I think I did watch some of Amy yeah. West actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had it all streaming because it was COVID, and they still ran the show and they yeah. they broadcast it live. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. And then, um, not to be outdone, tea with tea time with Tim is still happening. It is because we didn't sneak it into the last month's episode, no. so we've got it today. And what were we discussing this time? Um, uh, what was that one all about? Um, it's been that long, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was the edited... Ver- Ooh, uh, ed- I'm banging the mic again. That's right. um, it was the ed- slightly edited version of the uh, t- Tsunami YouTube video that I put out. The Tsunami, and for the listeners, what's the Tsunami? The Tsunami is an Amiga 1200 accelerator. Oh, I thought it might be like a... to me by the fine, fine 10 mark. Nice. I thought it might be a minor league football team or something. Uh, yep. No. <laughs> the Sacramento tsunami, and, uh, we, and we will say Tim's been a trooper because he has been sleep deprived for came in like three days ago, two days ago. Yeah, well, the the trip started. Well, I don't know if we're going to go into that now. Let's do but it. Let's go the, into the, it. The, the trip started. What well, was it? really quick, I have to. We, I'm, so I'm going to finish what I'm doing here. We'll get right go, go. there. Okay. Last thing we're going to be doing today on the show, as yeah. we're doing the rundown here yeah. <laughs> before we get carried away, is uh, we are going to do our six good game segments yeah. on the 3DO, which we actually just played them live here together as yeah. well. So that'll be even that much more fun. Back to you, Tim. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's all right. Um, yeah, I started my journey uh, Thursday at half past six in the morning in the UK. Um, and I eventually got into Sacramento. Was it one o'clock in the morning? Yeah, California it was a little time. after midnight. A yeah, little after midnight. Yeah. By the time we got out of there, it was about one. Yeah, something. but got back, back to your place, didn't we? About one o'clock, I think it was. Yep. And woof. That was a heck of a journey. And at that point, you were awake for how many hours? Uh, probably about 30, I think. 30 hours straight. <laughs> 30 Apparently, hours straight. you can't sleep on the plane. No. <laughs> and I guess a lot of people are like that. I, I never understand that because I just thought, oh, cool, I'll sleep for 10 hours. Yeah. No. no I... <laughs> I have a hard time falling asleep on planes. That's, yeah. that, that was my first transatlantic flight. So normally, yeah. I've only sort of like flown four hours at the most. So I didn't know if I was going to be able to sleep on the plane. And it turns out, nope. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is No. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we are going to talk a little bit more about that and a bunch of other things here shortly, but we'd like to start every episode off with 
Some quick questions. Quick questions. And Eric, it looks like you have our first quick question. Yeah, so this one's by me. The rest are by our Patreon uh, subscribers or people on our Discord. But mine is this, and I, I worded this really poorly, so I'm going to try to explain it better. What would you say is the best transaction or the one you're most proud of where you made the most money or sold it in the nick of time before its value dropped? So this is not what you bought, but what you sold is basically what I'm interested in. And I'm assuming this is retro game related. Retro game related, retro yeah. Rela- and uh, it's interesting you would ask this question because it's like an anti-Eric question. It is an anti-Eric question, but I've, we, we've, we've asked a couple of times the other direction. Like, hey, what's the best value you got of yeah. something you bought or yeah. the coolest thing? What's the opposite way? And you're right. It's an anti-Eric. I don't even know if I have a good answer, but I want to – I want. and the reason I put one you're proud of because mine's probably not going to be a financial thing. Mine's probably going to be more like giving somebody to something. Oh, okay, yeah. Like that. But, so what was yours? What would you say yours is, Cody? Um, now that you put it that way, because I didn't have a good answer. Cause no, the, me neither. I was I'd looking at that thinking, I don't think I've ever really sold anything on for profit in that respect. And I've sold <laughs> stuff on because that's how I started in this hobby was everything I bought, I would put right up on eBay for just too much money. Yeah. And eventually if it sold, great, and I'd use that money to buy more games. And that's how I started building up the hobby fund. Yeah. But um, I've never, I don't think, because the hobby's gone nuts, I don't think there's anything I sold that's not worth more now. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> so, but this is this one speaks to my heart, uh, Eric, because I'd say the best transaction I've made was selling a game called Groove on Fight. Yeah, on the Sega Saturn <laughs> to somebody, yeah, some creeper in my town who's like, "Well, we live in the same town. Let's just meet up." Exactly. And now you're listening to Pixel Guidance. So meet, selling meet. that game created all this. That's right. It and if it Genesis. was if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be here. That's true. You you're, it's totally right. <laughs> no, literally, Tim would be dead. Yeah. He would not even be alive today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he would be crushed. But yeah, I, I don't. I never regret like getting on eBay and on eBay and saying to Cody, "Hey, meet me behind the Starbucks <laughs> in Elk Grove." He actually made up a, a the name of some coffee shop that didn't exist. He's like, it's between 27A on yep. Martin Luther King Street. So and I'm you, like, mm, how about Starbucks? Exactly. Is that the Starbucks we went to today? No. No. No, this was on the other uh, side of town. Uh, okay. We met at a neutral <laughs> Starbucks. You, you need to you need to take me to the uh, to the, the genesis the of genesis the... of the show. <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. It was really the the, the focal point of our genesis. And that, I mean, we keep telling the story, but that very day I learned about program called tap dancer which allowed you to put cassette files on audio tape into your commodore 64 before that i did not know what a commodore 64 was was i didn't yeah. know you could load games via audio file like all this stuff was new to me he was yeah. like look at this cool program that does this thing that you never knew existed I'm like yeah. okay we just started talking about games like we were just sitting there i, was, I bought groove on fight and we just started chatting and we even talked about a podcast yep, yep. in that in that discussion we were like hey yeah you know we listen to podcasts and we have all these interests, so it all worked out. It did indeed. That's a good. That's a, that's a good answer. <laughs> well, what's your answer, uh, Eric? While Tim thinks of his, yeah, I've got mine. Oh, you've got yours. Go yeah. ahead, Tim. If, right. if we're going to go, kind of, because I've got no real story where I've kind of bought something and really sold it on for any huge profit or anything like that. Because that's not really. I buy stuff and I keep it, or I generally well. You, uh, listeners to this show know that I pass most of my stuff on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. generous, <laughs> anyway. very generous. Yeah, um, but I think probably the the one that really 
is is dear to me is the uh, is the Amiga three thousand that came over from Josh. Oh, I ah, think that is, that's the one that always kind of tugs on my heartstrings a bit when I think about that trade that we did. And uh, so the transaction was something you gave up as well, though. So what yeah. did you give up in that transaction? So I gave up uh, an Amiga twelve hundred. There you go. And that that was that Amiga twelve hundred had lived with me for a number of years and visited several different houses and lots and <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah it got around it got around definitely so yeah that that's that's my one and uh thank you very much josh i think for my answer um many years ago i was testing commodore 64 games for various people like graham you know graham yep, axton graham axton yeah and i remember testing a game for for ant ant stiller mm-hmm. and who's one of our patreon subscribers yeah um and we were testing an NTSC game, and he sent it to me, and I was more than happy to test it, and it was a good game and everything. But I, I, I asked him, hey, do you have an NTSC Commodore 64? And he didn't. So at that point, I had had several that I had repaired, and they were sitting in the garage, but I didn't have any good cases. They were all cracked mm-hmm. and broken or whatever. So I took one of those really nice uh, Kickstarter C64C cases. I had a really pretty blue one with the brown keyboard and it, it was one of my favorite things like it was one of my favorite Commodore 64s translucent blue and brown you know <laughs> and uh, it wasn't that one wasn't translucent it was just blue but and i just sent it to him i was just like hey you can just hit, take this because i'm like you like if i buy something i never sell it i keep every pretty yeah. much keep everything yeah. so i haven't made a ton of money on selling anything retro but so i sent him that and then he just got it one day and it was like wow you know and he was very appreciative of it and Hopefully he's gotten some use out of it uh, testing NTSC games in because he's from England, I think, right? He's from England originally and is now over in Australia, isn't he? I think he is in Australia. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 There we go. So now, I re- now I really can't identify the accent. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> all New- twisted. New Zealand? Is that what that is? <laughs> um, it well, brings us almost to our second question, but yeah. as we like to do between the quick questions, yeah. we'd like to mention our show sponsor. So, Tim, if I can hear your most professional marketing voice... Our show sponsor is RetroRewind.ca. RetroRewind.ca? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you keep going. All right. Okay. You want me to keep going. <laughs> right. So you can go onto the website and you can purchase lots of things for your Commodore devices and the Tandy Coco. Um, and one that I would like to personally shout out is the A600 to 1200 SD2 IED, IED adapter. Now, this is one um, was actually sent to me nice. by Frank himself um, because I tested this one out. Um, now, I believe uh, if we scroll down a bit, Cody, this is the buffered one. I think this is the buffered one or is this the standard one? Well, uh, well, it has both, right? Yeah, it has both yeah, is yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so the one I have is the is the buffered one, which makes you because the IDE on the A six hundred twelve hundred is dog slow, um, and the buffered one just obviously helps speed it up. Um, so you can get one of these um, from the website, and you can use the code PG ten PG ten. You say to get ten percent off. Um, and Frank is very very generous in uh, offering that code to all of our listeners. Um, so if you want to go ahead and use an SD card to load all the software you could ever want and be a dirty, dirty pirate onto your Amiga computer, 600 or 1200, then buy yourself an SD2 IDE for 10% off, which, by the way, right now will save you $4.30 at the time of this recording. And Frank already has low, low prices, so you're going to save even more money. And I need to get one of these because the one I have is a CF card. 
and it would be nice just to have an SD card that could pop out, pop into the computer and transfer files or whatever. It's, if you look at the picture, it's kind of like a nice L shape. So it's nice yep. and angled and it sits just above the, uh, the chips on the, on the board very nicely as well. Just a nice pitch on that. So yeah, it fit, fits nicely in the board. The one that I had before was just like the standard ribbon cable one yeah. and just like flaps about inside. That just keeps it nice and sturdy. So That's my go. CF card one. My CF card is just flapping around. That's I put it. Velcro on it. And just... Yeah. So if you want a nice, tidy device for your Commodore computer or your Tandy Coco computer, head on down to RetroRewind.ca. And if you want, you can go to forward slash Pixel Gaiden. But either way, do that because it tracks it tracks who comes there and who's looking at what. And it, it gives us some love. Yeah. And then you give Frank some love. You buy some great stuff. You get some love because you got the best of the best here. And use PG10 to save 10% RetroRewind.ca. Yeah. Freshen your A600 ID, governor. Governor! Um, who wants to be Amigo? Tim, you can be Amigo Aaron today. Uh, <laughs> there okay. you go. <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron. <laughs> hey, fellas. Why am I talking like Macho uh, Man or whatever? Because, he, because Aaron loves wrestling. <laughs> you know? wrestling That's true. Yeah. It works. <laughs> so Aaron is asking, I don't think I've asked this before, but it's always been at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> really, Aaron? Really this one? Okay. Who would win in a knockdown dang out back alley fight between the three hosts knock down drag out that must not be a europe uh, a european term that you're familiar with dragged out drag out right. oh i thought not it said european, dang out that was okay. a back alley knock, fight knock down drag out battle now i don't know how many back alley fights you guys have been in but i've been in six of them so, so i think you're gonna win i've no, been in zero <laughs> have been in me too <laughs> i thought about this like seriously like i gave it a lot of thought I was like, mm. and we all have our skills okay you know okay. Like Cody's got the guns, the shotguns, the weapons. <laughs> you know, you are, you know, the, the sun never sets on the British Empire. So you already have that bloodthirsty, conquering, <laughs> colonization thing going on in your blood. I conquer all. And then, you know, <laughs> I got suspended twice from high school for fighting. So, I mean, I've been in a few. So you're just rumbles. a delinquent. I'm yeah. a delinquent. So uh, I think we got to give it to Eric for street smarts. Yeah. You're, um, you're, you're the crazy street. He's boy. the one that had to deliver, <laughs> deliver pizzas I to, did, to I prostitutes did. and other <laughs> things going on when I you did. were younger. So I, I think did. we got to give it to Eric, honestly. Yep. Eric's the winner. He's I got to fight with so many hookers. You have no idea. And they're pretty rough. No, I'm just kidding. He's also the tallest, so you got leverage. Yeah, you leverage, know. Yeah. Cool. There you go, Aaron. I hope you appreciate the answer. And uh, <laughs> Eric wins. And by the way, if uh, if we are doing this, let's 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 ask another question for Amigo Aaron. If we were doing this as wrestlers, what would our outfit be? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was always a fan of the one little strap. You know the the leotard, like the thing. Andre the Giant. Yes. <laughs> I I don't know why. I just liked it. I, I thought that one was really cool. And when I was a kid, and I did watch wrestling when I was a kid, when I lived in Florida, and one my favorite wrestler was Sweet Brown Sugar, and he had like a mask, you know. And I always thought it would be cool. I always thought it was cool and mysterious when, when, yeah. when you had a mask as a wrestler. So I'm going to say a mask and a single strap leotard, like a luchador thing. mask. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you? What are you going? What are you? You well, just go wear the tidy whitey thing. No, 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 no. I've got this one. I've got this one prepared. Okay. So in and um, uh, I, I guess Aaron may know this if he's paid if he knows of any of the British wrestlers, but there used to be a British wrestler called Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Ooh. And he was a big guy, and yeah. he just used to wear like a leotard with the Union Jack all over, it, and then Big Daddy on the front. Wow. So that that's mine. There you go. There you go. 
<laughs> Union well, Jack Leotard. <laughs> Cody, you got to pick the banana hammock. The banana hammock? That could be part of it. That could be part of it. <laughs> so uh, I, I always think of myself as the, kind of like a wannabe hillbilly. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. I, I'd have to probably move to West Virginia to make it make it true. But So I've always kind of wanted that. I've always been a fan of when I was a, a kid. The Bushwhackers, the t- tag team. Do you remember the Bushwhackers at all? I don't remember them. Yeah, uh, you know, the Bushwhackers hacksaw hack Jim Duggan, who just came out with a two by four. Oh, yeah. You know, that. so I think I'd have to lean into that, and I'd probably come out with like a, I don't know, I'd, I'd probably grow my beard out to something like gross and scraggly, and yeah. throw on like a, a raccoon skin hat. Yeah, uh, and, yeah a, exactly. and a banana banana hammock, and a banana but it's got to be a USA flag. Uh, yeah, definitely one flag on each cheek. Okay, and, so, and, then, so, and then all 50 stars up front. We'll just leave it at that. So you have to explain to me a banana hammock. What's that? <laughs> no, we'll explain that <laughs> yeah. later after we record. <laughs> Got to use your imagination family, on that one, Tim. Family friendly uh, <laughs> show. I was, I was thinking uh, of the Borat thing. <laughs> it's kind of you're like not, that. You're not far <laughs> off. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. You can imagine what a banana hammock is, right? <laughs> wow. Well, I think our quick, quick question segment yeah. is either over or going downhill fast <laughs> enough that we need to cut it off. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, take a little listen to what our show information is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, show information. Show information. You can get show information on our podcast at pixelguiden.com. You can also listen to our show on the Amigos Retro Gaming Network at anchor.fm forward slash Amigos Podcast. You can reach us on Twitter using at pixel underscore guiden. You can reach Eric at the project. That's at D U H P R O J E C T. And you can reach Cody at Oddball, which is at O D D B A 1149. You can also reach me, that's Tim, at Sanxion, and that's at S A N X I O N. Please review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or any of the other podcatchers that you use. It really helps us out. You can email us on podcast at pixelguiden.com. And we'd love any feedback. And also, please let us know if we've done anything wrong and we'll mention it on the next show. We also have a Patreon account set up, so if you wish to support the show financially, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. You can support us with as little as a dollar all the way up to infinite dollars. If you do so, you'll get access to the Amigos Retro Network Discord server, where all kinds of cool chat is happening about not only our show, but the other shows such as Bright Castle and, of course, the Amigos, um, amongst other shows. And there's various other topics in there. Um, everything from for sale to music to uh, high score contests, things like that. If you support us at the $3 or more tier, we'd like to announce every supporter at that level here on the show in a way that we can only do here on Pixel Guide and using our random adjective generator. So, little change to the show here. Normally, we use the random adjective generator. This time, uh, we are having too much fun playing games. I didn't take the time to make a song. Uh, you know, they're beautifully amazing produced songs, typically. But today, I just pulled out my guitar, grabbed some friends. Yeah. And we're going to we're gonna make a little something-something up on the spot here, I think. Let's give it a try. I like it. All right, all right. <laughs> <clears throat> this, one goes out, this one goes on out to all the Pixel Guidener... Pixel Guidener? <laughs> Pixel Guiden supporters and to future supporters who might be listening at this time. 
We've been doing the show such a long, long time. These people helped us along the way. I'll introduce you to some friends of mine who helped us out with a little money. And so we sing you their names to respect their contributions. And here are the names with names like Henrik Lulfo, other guy, Roy Fielding. Don't forget about Matthew Ackerman. What that one guy's name was? Josh Malone? Don't forget about Brian Arsenal? And Dothel! Daniel James! Ooh, you gotta love Dothel on that one, so don't forget about Ted Mark. The one more before the chorus! Eric Sanger. Yes, we're talking about Pixel Goddess! Come on, guys! Pixel Goddess! We know it's Pixel Goddess! What's the one show about video games? I think it's called Pixel Goddess, yeah! It's held by Retro Gamer Nation. Mashe Sisnowski. I also like him as well. Paradroid. His money is just as good as the rest. Mitsuyama. That's a cool name. David Vincent. I know him personally. And Stella. I want to know him personally. Mr. Toast. That sounds like food. Jason Holland. Holland is awesome. Jacobson. That's a dude. Rambo K. Rambo K. Computer references. And Adam from Commodore Chronicles. We want to thank you for supporting our show. I'm making this up as I go. I don't know where I'm going here. Good. <laughs> so we got party. this song together. One more thing just before we go. Let's sing the words Pixel Garden together. You can say we're on Pixel Garden together and together. Together? Can you see how I did that? Can yeah. you do that together? Now we are all here as one, and our voices reach the heavens. One, two, three, we're talking Pixel Garden. You know it's Pixel Garden. What's your favorite video game show? I think it's Pixel Garden. Eric's going to bring it home. Pixel God. Yeah. Oh, man. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> what? I thought we crushed it, personally. All right. You know what? That, I need to wet my whistle after all that. Yeah, yeah I was definitely, tiring. Definitely. Very thirsty. Let's go ahead and, uh, Tim, you brought some, some treaties. I did. Um, this is... 
a beer, if you hadn't guessed already, because it's that time. Uh, this is a Brazen Raisin mm. from the Wild Beer Company. I do enjoy the Wild Beer. Uh, myself and Gary um, went to uh, Wild Beer, uh, which is in kind of like deepest, darkest Somerset. Um, and uh, we went to their Wild Beer shop and we picked up a few that I knew I was going to bring over here. Um, so this is a dark and fruity beer. Ouch, though. Mm. And it is, what, this is... 7.5? 7.5. I read that on the side. That's the first thing my, my consciousness zoomed in on. I was is like, 7.5. <laughs> You're like, how good is this show going to get? Yeah, exactly. But it's interesting, the flavors in this. Yeah, it terrifies good. me. It's right there. Yeah, go ahead and read that. Too. So it's rich raisins, apricots, and prunes. That sounds like a beer to me. <laughs> be going to the bathroom a lot. We might be <laughs> we might be judging this based on beverage more than beer. So, so it says a big dark fruit bowl of a beer with flavors of raisins, molasses, mm. and a balancing apricot tang with a beautiful seasonal special. Well, if you don't mind cracking that bad boy open, and okay. doing three even pours, like my daughters do, where you okay, one of you gets to divide it up, the other one gets first pick. So that's do, how we do, keep do, it do, fair. That's actually pretty smart. Yeah, pretty yeah. smart. I, I didn't think of it. He's pouring hard down the center, which means we get we're getting some foamy beverages. Gonna get some foam. Uh, in addition, so th- what part of the show is this really besides drinking beer? It's not a part of the show. It's not a, a typical segment no. because we're going to uh, in person open a few things. It sounds like, in- including beer. Yes. Um, so I think you guys have a few items behind you as well. One or two. One or two items. So I'm going to grab this one right here. I've chosen this this beer so we can throw down a cheers bomb. Pour oh, this one oh, off. A little more. A little more. Oh, a little more. We're getting very even here. You're very concerned about how perfectly even this is. Pretty good. Wow. There wow. we go. All there right. We go. Gentlemen, well the first uh, beer on air in person. Yoo-hoo! Three of us. Cheers. Cheers. Boom. Boom. It actually tastes like a porter. Yeah, it doesn't. It, the, the cool things I was expecting: prunes, yeah. raisins. I hate raisins, but this is very nice flavor. It's definitely got that tang. It's like a porter with um mm. with a bite. Yeah, interesting. I feel like this should be like if you gave this to me and I didn't look at it, I would tell you this is a dark black beer. Mm. It's it, nice. It's actually very. I mean, you, it's subtle. The fruit, the kind of the fruit sweetness, is subtle though. It's not right in your face. No, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. And the smell, I, I expected more of a fragrance to it. There's not much smell to I it. I thought it was going to be quite pungent, actually, with the raisins and prunes. But mm-hmm. It's no. actually going quite well with the gummy worms I'm eating right now. Mm. <laughs> All right. Episode 90. Out of 90 beers. Hey, how, how straight on the nose can you get? <laughs> 90 beers. 90 beers. What are you giving this one out of 90 beers? As Aaron says, amigo Aaron, I'll lead the dance today. <laughs> um, I, I like it. I quite like it. I'm going to give this a 78. 78 out of 90. I like it. It's good. Tim's still thinking. Mm, I'm going to go with a 75, I think. 75. I think it's it's solid, isn't it? I actually quite like it. Mm. It's solid, and I'm doing this ahead of time, thinking that by the time if I were to drink one full beer, by the time I got to the end, it might be a bit cloying. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it a 72. 72. 72. Okay. Good, right. good, good. Nice. All right, well, well, gentlemen, what should we do? What should we open first? Got any okay. preferences, guys? Do you want to go with? Uh, let's go with. 
Even even when he's in person, we always have the Tim off mic moment. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. Show. Well, I'm going to have to go off mic to grab that box <laughs> later too. So okay. I'm not going to. First off, we're going to start with Goodness. a box for Cody. Yay! A box. A wow. Box. There we go. Now let me just point out first and foremost, when Tim came over, he already brought over the candies. He yep. did. He yep. gave the candies to the families. <laughs> my, my girls got some candies. Yep. The family as a whole got some candies. We've yep. already been dig- digging into the fudges. Yeah. Yep. And the, the crunchies. Crunchies. And the girls got the girls got Freddos or Fritos. Yeah, or they got like a selection bag. Yep. So there was curly whirlies, Freddos. Um, was it R- a chomp or something like that? And yeah, so there, there was quite a few in there. I didn't see any flakes. I know the flakes. Yep. No, there's no flakes this time. And uh, we should say it's in a retro rewind box, but I don't know if it's, it's from a retro rewind. It looks like a repurposed retro rewind yeah. box, of which I have a number of these as well. I'm trying to cut it open, and there's no tape. And remember, PG-10 to save 10%. <laughs> retro re- oh, oh, man, I opened it up. Cool. Wow. This What's is in cool. there? I love so it. So I have a box full of stuff that's, you know, not really feasible to get over here <laughs> because of shipping rates but it is a bunch of cassettes um i'm taking a quick look looks like it's primarily if not entirely spectrum based specky based yeah that's yep. awesome so i've got batman the hit squad version yep that, that's a budget metro game got me some spectipede which you mentioned recently i remember yep good old mask cool game the Way of the Exploding Fist. Hi-ya! Yes. <laughs> Yogi Bear. Yogi. Don't know anything about playing Yogi Bear. That's a Spectrum game, huh? It is, yeah. It's actually, they actually make it look fairly not Spectrum-y. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, a Firebird uh, title. Mr. Freeze. Yep. See, it's funny, I already know that's a Firebird because it's got the big old yeah. Firebird logo on big it. Big old enough. <laughs> yep. Another uh, 90, 199 range, Ninja Master. Ninja Master, yeah. Which looks awful but it a cool, is. it's a cool cover yeah it's a cool cover <laughs> great artwork got a three-in-one racetrack alpha raid death trap video showcase cool stuff another master rifle range i thought you'd like that one plays on any spectrum. <laughs> any spectrum any so that, spectrum yeah that's 16k and above there you go look at that rifle range and a couple of these are really cool these are very displayable yep these are like the big uh, the big so that, that's the clamshell shell cases, yep. yeah. So I got Spy Hunter, which is a classic-looking yeah. cover there. That's a great version on the Spectrum. I love the Spectrum version. Murder Off Miami. So if you open that one up, that should have a poster in the back as well, which you can display on your wall. Uh, oh, like under here. Oh, I yep. see it right there. Oh, a poster. Sweet. <laughs> so that's actually be hard for me to decide if I should post it or not. I mean, there's no like monetary value for the most part, right? These no. are pretty... so. I'll probably put it up. Yeah, put it up. Why not? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to put it up, but yeah. if it's worth like 100 no, bucks, I'm no, not no, going to no, do it. No. And Dragon Talk of Avalon. Dragon Talk. Yeah. Very cool looking uh, yeah. cover again as well. That's Houston, nice. I think, isn't it? Is it Dragon Talk Houston? Yeah, Houston I love thing? how in, they don't have like Game Wizard or anything like that over there for their, <laughs> their company names. It's Houston Consultants. Consultants. Yep. You know, my favorite <laughs> video game company, Houston <laughs> Consultants. Thank you, Tim. This is awesome. You are welcome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I do wish tapes were had been more prevalent here in the U.S. Like, because by the time we got to the Commodore 64, here stuff was mainly on disc. It was very few like tapes. Like Vic 20 had some tapes, but man, they're, they're just so presentable. I would love, would have loved to have a shelf just with nice tapes as a kid. 
It would have been pretty sweet. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I used to do with all mine. They used to just sort of like live yep. on the shelf. Well, I'm, yep. start, I'm starting my collections up here. Yeah, yeah. And to go with that, Cody, there is another something for you. Oh my Jeez. goodness gracious! What is this? Is it was this just packing? That's packing. That's packing. Yeah. Okay. So this is something larger. Oh it's, wow! Some uh-huh. might say it's larger than a bread box. Yeah. <laughs> well, wider than a bread box. Same color at the moment. <laughs> Brown. So Cody is like opening open it wrong and have it just yeah, hit the ground. Paper. It feels like a, <laughs> it's got a keyboard attached to it. It's a, oh, something with a keyboard. So oh, I'm very oh. excited. I'm enthralled. Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's got it upside down. We we'll don't know what it is yet. Out before flipping it over. <laughs> it's another Spectrum. Yes. Well, which one? See, I don't recognize it. Just so by looking this, at it. I don't know. Is this? I'm feeling, this, I'm feeling it upside down as I figure it out. It's got like really extended buttons. Yep. Interesting. I think I know what it is. But it's not huge and long, so it's not like a plus two or anything. No. Nope. So that matches right. your ZX Spectrum next. It, look at that. There's the next so right they over can there. So go yep. together. That is look the Spectrum that. Plus. So that's a 48K wow. Spectrum. That looks so in similar. The Plus. That's what it was all modeled on. You know what's funny? I don't think I've ever seen that model, or if I did, I never noticed it because I've seen the plus two and plus three and with extra bits and yep. stuff. Yeah. And then there's the, yep. what's called the toast rack. That's right. Yeah, yep. that's not the toast rack. I, I've nope, seen the nope. toast rack too. Yeah, I've seen like the toast little, rack. Yeah, it's got the the heat sink on the side. Yeah, but that's the Spectrum Plus. Man, that is perfect too with the buttons and everything. It I never, looks I awesome. Never I thought, it. That's it. Uh, that's why you've got that is because you've got the next. And What's the need RAM one of configuration those. on there? How much RAM does that's that? That's forty-eight. Have? Forty-eight. So it's, it's exactly the same as it's the the dead flesh one. Yeah. If you open it up inside, uh, I, I can't remember where that. Yeah, that is screwed up at the moment. But if you open up inside, the board is exactly the same. In yeah. fact, they used to do a conversion kit, so you could open up that one, oh, wow. and then just you had the plastics, and then you just pop your forty-eight k. It in. looks like it's got legs in the bottom. It has, yep. You can extend it, tilt it up a little bit. That's it. So, it's the idea basically on this machine is basically better keyboard. That's the plus. Well, yeah, there any... kind of better keyboard, but it's more. It's uh, the big plus on this one, if you pardon the pun, um, is the reset switch on the side. Because obviously Salvin? you didn't have that on you the old 48. That. That's you right. You yank the barrel jack out of it. Yep. And that's sweet. So it's, and it's this tiny little plunger, right? That's Is that it. it? Yeah. yeah. It's not even like reset. a button. It's nope. Like... Just go. Doot. Well, you don't want to accidentally <laughs> hit it. So it's kind of nice that it's a little plunger. Yeah. Hard, harder to yeah. reach. And yeah. it, it literally probably just disconnects power. Yeah. It's just, just hits the reset it. line. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just to do a soft reset. And I then you can it, put dude. your pokes in for Jet Set Willy or something like that. Beautiful. That thing looks slick. I like it. So, by the way, next week when we uh, record again after our week together, I need Tim to have played some stuff on the next so you can report back on the next. Yep, definitely. I'm looking forward to from, that. Because I haven't heard it from from an actual Spectrum, child of the Spectrum before. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is a last-minute awesome. edition for you, Cody. Oh, my goodness. Then, then we'll get to Eric because I know right. Eric's chomping at the bit. Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm patient. I'm a patient man. This one you said that you wanted, and I remembered oh, man. it. What is this? I want to see it. Wow. Open this up. I want to see it. Come on, open it up. Open it up. <laughs> so Cody is ripping so, off the bubble wrap. It's double bubble wrapped. Double bubble. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the official Amstrad controller. That, yep. Now, I don't, did, did this ever come? Um, it didn't out, come. It only came with the console yes, version. Yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Well, it it came with the console version and also the four six four plus and the six one two eight plus. Okay, yeah. So I've got uh, again. We're talking computers here. We we're nerding out on computers. I know we're listeners into might the computers not, are might not know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, British computers. So the Amstrad. I've got the sixty one twenty eight. Yep. 
that Tim helped me get over here. And I very, very much appreciate that gift from you. But um, I like having a controller, an original factory correct controller for each system. Yep. And that's two individual buttons. And uh, yep. who asked that oh, question so cool. on the quiz it, show? It, I did. You it was did. part of the quiz show I made. Because was, was I saw a picture of the controller. I'd never seen one in real life. Yep. Yep. And I asked about the buttons. Yeah. That's awesome. I, in fact, I asked, what were the buttons labeled? One and two, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's a straight-up rip-off of the Nintendo controller, like yeah. the way it's laid out and everything, yep. so it just feels right already. Like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, dude. That is slick. Welcome. It, it looks amazing. It looks brand new. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a good it's, shape. It it's got a, some good it, hand butter all over it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's mostly Danica. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Very neat. Very neat. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, the, that, that one... Uh, came over the last minute because I put in a crazy offer on another one and I think I got it for about I don't know 10 pound or something like that um, because I've been I've been looking for one for you for ages and I thought oh, yeah? well I'm not going to wait for that one to come over because it was literally the the Wednesday before I flew out um, and I put the offer in and he's it's accepted the offer so I thought right that one's coming over <laughs> nice Right, so Thank Eric, you. it is your turn. So. All right, which one should I go first? Does uh, matter. Go for the big one first. Okay. All right, so this is bubble wrapped with uh, the future was eight bit tape all around it. Also bigger than a bread box. See if yeah. I can get into this without having to use some scissors or uh, some other. So implement. just for disclosure, oh, Eric knows about this one, do. but Cody doesn't. Oh, I was going to say he seems very calm, and I'm already seeing like <laughs> black plastic, and I'm like very excited about it. So Eric is ripping off. There's some scissors. Yeah, I'll let be, me get some scissors going. Get, I'll get be those very in careful. there. So the story behind this is um, Eric had been looking for one of these for quite a while, and uh, we we've been chatting about it, and I've been looking for one on and off for the last couple of months, and uh, it's here. It is. Yes. It is a Jaguar Atari Jag. Say now, it for I, us. Say so it, say I've, I've got to correct this. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a Jaguar. 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 <laughs> I'll say it your way. Jaguar. Especially since this one's from the UK. It is. Yeah. Jaguar. Jaguar. Is that right? So the story behind this one is um, maybe someone out there watched my Jaguar video that I put out, which was the unboxing of the new the, the right. new inbox Jaguar that I, I literally had in the loft for years, never touched it, never did anything That's with it, awesome. that I bought for like £20 or whatever it was. Wow. Um, and it it's just got, they've just gone crazy in value, the Jaguars. Now I've got to get a multi-cart for it and a way to hook it up to a TV, right? Because it's all RF only, right? Yeah, and you'd never want to use that RF, so yeah, no, yeah. No. there's, there's so, some good cable options for it now. Tim there, had told me about this controller. I mean, this thing's like in mint, minty. Well, that's the thing, is this yeah. came from the same lot, I believe, as what I purchased, because the person that bought this one, this was brand new in the box. So the, bef when I got it, it had never been opened before. <clears throat> wow. So this is a brand new Jaguar. This is mint. And that, that controller is exactly the same. And then there's a power adapter in there. I'm going to leave it in the bubble wrap yep. for, for the com yep. commute home. But yep. awesome. thank you, Tim. This is amazing. You are welcome. I am looking forward to exploring its library once I can get a multi-cart. So I left it at home. Yeah. But I actually brought over a SCART cable for you. Sweet. Because I'll, I'll order a new one back in the UK. So I'll leave that one with you. Oh, beautiful. And I brought my uh, Jag SD with me. Oh, um, so, 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 we, so we can play some games so play some while games I'm over it. here. Yeah, I'm not going to leave that with you. No, no. no. <laughs> I've looked. They're out of stock everywhere. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah they're, 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 they're getting silly get. money now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I'm going to get one because I want to explore the 
Now, to be fair, yeah, all the Jaguars are typically in really good condition because nobody actually used them back in the day. <laughs> well, no, yeah, exactly. yeah. but that looks in particularly good it condition. Is. Yeah. No, no, thank I mean, you, Tim. This it, is amazing. We we took a risk on it, didn't we? Really, because the guy that was selling it said he didn't have any game with it. But as far as I know, they all packed in Cybermorph. So yeah. why wouldn't have had did, a game? Yeah. That's right. They did did in the UK. I think they all did. But whether he just lost the game or what, I don't know. But yeah, we Cybermorph's the one game you can get for like ten bucks. Everything yeah. else is like forty and up now. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might want to just grab it just yeah. to test it out and stuff, so that because I, it, it's it's going to be a while before I can get the SD card solution for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I just put in a goofy offer on it, didn't I? And uh, yeah, he, he took it. So yeah, we we were cool. quite happy with that. Awesome. And um, th- so maybe the th- six good games coming up here pretty soon. Yeah. All right, let me grab that, Tim. Oh. You- and there's just a couple of others. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, it's still going. It's still going. Some, there you go. Some magazines for you guys to read. That. And Amstrad. user. <laughs> and Crash. And another and Crash, crash and with, look. like, Mecha Godzilla on the cover. Yeah, Kung Fu on the back. <laughs> wow. How cool. I thought, well, I'd just put some more filler in there. <laughs> Amstrad Beautiful. user. Here, let me go ahead and see how many things in here are not games. Bank manager. Bank manager? Hmm. So the majority of this actually is literally it's, yeah, code. It's, it's a lot of typing programs in that one, yeah. yeah. So guys, I'm going to go ahead. This will be a new segment in the show. <clears throat> Continuing off on page 56, <laughs> 13310 space data space 32-83-50. Are you guys enthralled yet? Yeah, yeah. That, I know what that is. <laughs> That's a uh, the starting of a balloon in green. There you go. There you go. That's it. Sure. All right. So I'm going to go off mic here in a minute. Hold on. Okay. Yep. Eric's going for a for a walk here. Uh, Tim, I think you need to catch up. We've been drinking I the do, beer while yeah. you've been, yeah, I've been presenting I've been and talking. Yap- yapping on, haven't I? So. Feel free to grab some more gummy worms as as you are. I so quite Eric, like that. I really like that beer. Actually. It is pretty good. Oh, I think you're right, though. I think a whole tall boy would All right. probably get a little bit, wouldn't it? Wild, wild beer is up there with, it's, with it's, one the of wild my, beer stuff. Is good. One of my favorite and, breweries, and, and they know to... that I'm brought brought this over to um, uh, drink on the podcast. All right. Mm-hmm. Eric, you brought so, a blanket in a box. Yeah, I bought a blanket in a box. I wanted it to be a surprise. And I have to admit, I did lie to Tim a little bit. I said that oh. this was a Pixel Gaiden thing. But this is for you, Tim. Really? This is for you. I need you to be gentle. I need you to oh, be gentle sentimental. with it. I'm always gentle. I mean, you don't want to you don't want to bust this one up. So, so to the, be fair, it is a Pixel Gaiden thing. It it's is a, a Pixel Gaiden, but I told him it was for us. A like gift it was for, from, for, from Pixel Gaiden This to is a you. gift from Pixel Gaiden. <laughs> And there's a story behind it. I will tell you what the story is after you open it. Don't open this first. Okay, I won't open that first. Okay. So I am. It's, I didn't pack this well, so you can probably just pull this kind of out. I'm revealing. Yep. Revealing. Revealing. Pulling back the blanket. <laughs> the blanket. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. So let's... it's bigger than a bread box. Just wow. be careful. This thing's I'm old. Really <laughs> All of these are old. And it's tested working as well. So. Oh, look at that. And I didn't do a great cleanup job on it, so it's a little dusty. I did, I did clean it, but it's, you could do a better job. It's mine. So what'd you <laughs> get, I, I, I haven't told anyone yet, but I'm not going to tell you because you can't have it. <laughs> it is a Vectrex. <laughs> Got you a Vectrex. Oh, man. And the story behind awesome. this is there's a company here in Woodland that we've talked about on the show before, the brewing company. And... He noticed that he has a bunch of Vectrexes on the show. Boy, shelf. Marlin. Marlin, yep. Marlin from the Brewing Academy. Um, he has a bunch on the shelf that are broken that need repair, but he has one that he uses for testing prototype cartridges and stuff like that. And 
he said, I don't have any for sale yet. And I told him I wanted one. And he said, well, just keep bugging me. Email me every few months and I'll eventually get around to fixing one. So I did. I kept bugging him, kept bugging him. And then this final time I said, hey, my buddy Tim is coming over here. I really want to give him one. What, what can we do? And he, 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 he said, well, I, don't, I haven't worked on any of them. I don't have any. And then he just finally said, well, you know what? I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'll give you the one I use for testing prototype cartridges. Wow. And he said, it's thoroughly tested because he uses it and, and make sure that it works great. So he can make sure the cartridges are working great. So there it is. Brand new. Oh, brand new. <laughs> brand new to us. Brand new to me. Vectrex. It's in good shape. It's better in better shape than the one I wow. got. Um, it's got some history. That, thing's, it uh, has, that yeah. thing has made uh, the brewing company a lot of uh, sales by That's testing right. prototypes and moving them on. So I don't know. There's a clip under here. Yeah, I was I just pull. being gentle with that because yep. I didn't want to break it. You, you might want to put it on the. Nope, don't do it that way. It's no, up, up. And then it drops out. So what you want to do is you want to set it on here. Gently. Yeah. Gently. Without banging the mic. So again, but for listeners, if you don't know what a Vectrex is, it's so super push cool. Push up on this, not down, and then it's it an all-in-one, all-in-one um, yeah. video game system with a monitor that's God, you do it. Yeah. vertical. I don't want to break it. And it's got a controller sure. built there into the is. the unit that Tim's trying to take out right now. He's got it out with the analog stick and four buttons, and it's a, not a normal monitor. It's a vector monitor, which means it's all white, like bright white lines on a black background. And the, Graphics are all scalable and crazy because it's just line-drawn vectors. It's not, yep. you know, sprites or anything like that. So Tim's been looking for one for a while. Yep. All three of us have one now, which means the show can benefit from. That's right. The show can benefit from it. So, this as so we, well. we've we've done it. We've kind of like done a swap in that way because we've been waiting to do the jag. Yep. Yes. Um, and you've, you're able to do that, and I'm now able to do Vectrix. Now this, I wish I could have got you the full boxed one, but um, the, Marlin actually gave threw this in in the deal. It's a copy of Vector Blade. Oh yeah, nice. For which is one of the best games. It's on my the system. favorite game on the system. I've been so wanting to. Put, I, I was hoping to get some time on that over here because I've so never this, played it before. This goes into this cartridge slot, face up. Yeah. Right. Slides yep. right in there. Mm -hmm. So. There wow. you go, Tim. Now, we've got to figure out how you're going to get this yeah, out. That's exactly. the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> that cannot come back with me. No. So if you want, like I thought about this a little bit, if you want, just leave it, and then I'm going to figure out. You're going to have to leave it with me for a couple of weeks or a few yeah, weeks. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Because no, I'm going to no wait hurry. till we get boxes in all the time, whether, you know, from Amazon or whatever. Once I get a perfect size box, then I'm going to find a way to put styrofoam inserts so mm -hmm. that it's, it's kind of suspended no, in the box. No, hold on. Yeah. This is really boring talk for the radio show, but yeah. an extra bag is usually like 25 bucks. So is there a reason we can't just send you home with a yeah. duffel bag wrapped yeah, with I, stuff? I, I, I wouldn't trust baggage handlers with I wouldn't this. do baggage. Bring I would it on the plane with you. <laughs> Bring yeah. it as carry-on. Uh, you might have trouble getting that through the bomb squad. <laughs> yeah. I, I that's true. Yeah. That's true. I, I don't um, I, I, like, I, I don't want to ship it either, but there's got to be a way we got to get it back. But I think if I can... Well, we I think can, if... It, I mean, Josh got that 3000 through yeah and that was a heavy beast it's huge yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, it wasn't long... cheap to get through though <laughs> no it wasn't um but this this is a bit smaller than the 3000 because the 3000 came over in its original box and then in another massive great big box um so yeah i think well if you'll trust us to pack it i will try I, to do I my think... very best i will i think because it's you that's going to pack it then yep. i know it's going to be fine i so. thought about just getting an oversized box and just like literally bubble wrapping it to death to where there's yeah, like this much bubble wrap on every side of it and putting something over the screen that's it yeah still yeah. might not arrive still might not arrive it'll I mean, be fine it'll be fine it's gonna be tricky 
yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. Go there, you go, Tim. Yeah, wow, I've got, got a Vectrex. <laughs> Been looking forever for one of those for you too. So thank you. Right, let's um, move that off the wobbly table, shall we? There you go. And while you do that, I look forward to the next installment of Tea Time with Tim, where he's going to talk about Vectrex. Yes. <laughs> Maybe, eventually. But until then, let's go ahead and roll right on into this month's Tea Time with Tim, where he's going to be talking about something that's not a Vectrix. Hey guys, how about we take a little break and check with our friend over the pond? That's right, it's Tea Time with Tim. Hello, and it's Tim again, and this month we're doing a very special Tea Time with Tim. I'm doing this as an audio podcast as normal and I'm also doing it as a video on YouTube. The reason for this is Doug from 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast and I have done a swap. We have swapped uh, Commodore 64. Uh, I've sent that over to him and Doug has done a great video on that which you'll be able to see. Uh, I'll link that in the description in here um, and also if you go over to Doug's 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast YouTube channel, you'll be able to see it on there. Um, and also, this is uh, about the uh, Tsunami Accelerator that Doug has sent me in swap for the Commodore 64C. Uh, the reason for that is um, I took my Amiga 1200 with my previous um, individual computers accelerator uh, to SWAG, the last Southwest Amiga group meeting, and uh, it just stopped working. It was just giving me a red screen on boot up. So um, Doug's very kindly offered to do a swap. Um, so this is the video all about it. So first of all, um, we're gonna go over to Fee again in a minute um, and we're gonna do an unboxing. Then we're gonna do a quick um, uh, setting up the Amiga with the, uh, uh, pro with the uh, accelerator <laughs> and uh, moving over and doing a quick demonstration video as well showing you all about the accelerator etc so let's get on with the unboxing okay so here it is then this is the box from doug at 10 minute amiga retrocast he's a wonderful chap he sent me this we traded our a commodore 64 and uh, the stuff that's in this box so let's take a look first time i've opened it so i'll cut it open a bit What have we got in here? Ooh. So it looks like we've got some nice bubble wrap. So Doug looks like he's done an excellent job on packing. Thank you very much, Doug. So what have we got here first? Mmm. Some food. I like food. So we have got some fudge stripes <laughs> from Keebler. Thank you very much, they look nice. Made with Keebler fudge. I'm guessing that's a, a thing. Thank you very much, Doug, they look nice. Ooh, wonder what this is. We have Tootsie Fruit Chews. Uh, apparently there's 25% more in this pack, Doug. Thank you very much. A bonus bag. I will enjoy those, I'm sure. Next up, we have a soft batch cookie chip. Mmm, they look good. And again, from Keebler. Apparently they're sealed. Uh, oh, right, okay, so they're in little pack. Uh, two cookies per pack. 
And this is the main thing that we're after here. So this was sent to me very kindly from Doug. And here we have my new Tsunami 1230 Accelerator. So we're going to give this a try. There's the 68030 on there as well. And uh, a port for things coming later by the looks. And uh, we're going to give this one a test in my A1200 very, very shortly. Okay, so I've taken the Amiga apart and now we're ready to put the Tsunami uh, accelerator into the A1200. So I found the easiest way to do this is just lift the Amiga up and we'll just get the accelerator card just lined up under there. And we've got, get that just under there on that uh, little slot just in there. Then we've got a little guide rail here as well. We've got our notch here. We want to line that up with a little indentation here. And then it should just be a case. I'm just giving it a hard shove. And there we go. And that's installed. So let's get the Amiga back together again and uh, we'll give it, a, give it a try. Okay, so we've got the A1200 all back together. Uh, it's all went together nicely, no problems at all. Uh, I've got everything connected up, so we've got the power connected up. I've uh, got the mouse, obviously connect that up with the power off. Don't plug the mouse in or a joystick into your Amiga with the power on. That's a big no-no. And uh, yeah, let's give it a try. Let's see what it does. So the previous accelerator card was just booting up with a red screen. So we're already getting further. We can see activity on the on the hard disk drive. We can hear the floppy drive clicking away occasionally. Let's see if we get oh, we've got workbench. And there we go. That is my messy Amiga workbench screen. Uh, that's looking good. Okay, so let's uh, take this through uh, this card through its paces and see what it's doing. Okay. So here we are on the A1200. Uh, we've got uh, my standard Amiga workbench. So I've just got 3.2 on here. This is Amiga uh, workbench 3.2. Um, I've got Kickstart 3.1 ROMs in here because I removed my uh, 3.2 ROMs um, when I was testing after my uh, previous accelerator uh, went faulty. Uh, so I haven't put the 3.2 ROMs back in here. So at the moment, I've just got the 3.1 ROMs, but it'll do us for now, just for the testing. Let's see the differences. So the first thing that's really evident up the top, got uh, 64 meg of other memory, um, and we've got our 2 meg of uh, graphics memory. So let's have a look into our system area. So if we go into information, first thing we want to do is we want to check because we've got the uh, 68030, the EC version of the CPU on the Tsunami board. We want to just make sure we've got the right libraries loaded. Got our 68030 library. Uh, so that's all good to go. And let's go into the wonderful sysinfo. Um, as Doug says, this is obligatory that you run sysinfo whenever you put some new hardware into your Amiga. 
Uh, so over here we've got our CPU. So that's the 68030 and we've got the FPU. Now there's a correction I need to make. I said that it had a coprocessor on the introduction to the video. That was completely wrong. Um, it's an FPU and this is one that Doug has um, actually fitted onto the board uh, by standard, the Tsunami doesn't come with this added in. So Doug's done a, a couple of modifications on this to add in, to very kindly add in the FPU for me. And he's left it on there. Uh, so this is the same Tsunami that he used to create his video. And I will um, add that link into the links in here. And also the links are should be in the description as well to his video. If you want to find out a bit more, he does go into a bit more detail about it in there. So let's go and test our speed then. So let's see how the 68030 on the Tsunami is running. And there we go. So we've got a nice speed here. So we've got 9,155 dry stones. We're shy, obviously, of the Amiga 4000, the 68040. We're in very good company because we're faster than uh, the Amiga A3000, which has got the A6830 uh, running at 25 megahertz. Uh, this one, I believe, is running at 40 megahertz. And the FPU, Doug has done a custom clock on this. I think it was, I think he set it so it runs on the internal clock, which again is running at about uh, 40 megahertz, I think, whereas it should be running around about 50 if you do an extra modification onto the Tsunami board. That's looking right. Uh, let's have a look at the memory. Uh, so we've got our 32-bit memory. Uh, so that's the 64 meg there. And then we've got our two meg of chip RAM. So that's looking good. Close out of there. Oh yeah, it's Amiga test kit. Uh, so let's just have another quick look here. Uh, so again, it's de detected that it's the 68030. Uh, we're on an AGA power, we're running at 50 hertz. Yep, so that's all looking good. Uh, let's do a quick check on the memory. So yeah, funnily enough, it's uh, yeah, 66 in total megabytes detected. So that's the 64 meg fast and the two meg of chip. So that's again, that's all looking good. And of course, it's completely obligatory that when you're testing your Amiga for the first time with some new hardware that you run pinball fantasies. Of course, it's completely obligatory for me, may not be for you, but this is just one of those games that you've just got to really run. I think the Amiga is looking nice and smooth. We've got the accelerator back in. It's all working with HD load. Got all that lovely 64 meg of memory to play about with and that very fast coprocessor. Okay, so that's it. That's going to do it for this episode of Tea Time with Tim. Thank you very much again to Doug from 10 Minute Amiga Retrocast for sending through the accelerator. And I hope, Doug, you're enjoying the Commodore 64. That's it for this month. Catch you on the next one. This is Eric Cody and Bill Borsari, and we are here today talking about 
Amy West 2022. So this is a show that is in Sacramento that has been going on for quite some time. We'll get into exactly how long here in a minute. And we are going to talk about what happens at these shows, what is happening this year with, with uh, two of the special guests that are there, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we're going to talk about the games they're going to play there. They're playing a specific game for a game competition there. But I cool. would like to welcome Bill Borsari. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bill. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm really excited to be here. So awesome, let's talk awesome. a little bit for our people, for our our, um, our listeners that don't know what Ami West is. Let's talk a little bit about that. So what is Ami West? Um, Ami West is, I would call it the premier North American Amiga show. Uh, it's been going on now for the last, um, well, we've 24 years, 25 times. It's based in hmm. Sacramento. We used to do it in July when it's warm, as you guys know, but by popular demand, we moved it to October. So October, 2022. And it's still um, warm. It's, you know, it's much more pleasant. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's a show focused on Amigas and the uh, Amiverse, as uh, the president of the Sacramento Computer Club, Brian Deneen likes to say, um, Amy West has a pretty long history. Like I said, it's been going on for, you know, 24 years. Um, if you go back, it was started in, I think, 1998. This is after Commodore had died. Um, I had become a Amiga show junkie. Was this a, uh, a retro system at this point in 98? Sorry, no, I'm young. It was it's not still not. It's, it, them, those are fighting words. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Retro. <laughs> not, not as modern users. Well, it's a retro but, video uh, game podcast here. So, you know. <laughs> well, the, the Amiga has... A, the Amiga has so we use the term Amiverse kind of silly, but I mean, there's so many facets to the platform. It's ridiculous. Awesome. You know, we okay. were talking earlier about like the 600 with the accelerator, uh, which improves performance. But, you know, the, the core of it goes back to the original Amiga computer, that Amiga 1000 and what it could do. The games that it unlocked, you know, what what was coined multimedia at the time. And today it's just like, yes, this is how everything's supposed to work. Like it was that, <laughs> but it was that in 85. Uh, but but anyway, started in, in 98 after Commodore had failed, after I think even SCOM had failed. Um, John Zacharias was the president of the Sacramento Club. And here's an interesting fact. Jay Minor actually was a member of the Sacramento Club, too. When he was done inventing the Amiga, he actually, in his later years, moved to Sacramento and was a member of the user group. Right, I didn't he know that. Uh, quite, a long, uh, quite a few years before. But John started Amy West. He created an application... AE Mail, I think it was called. So he and his daughter would show up, and they had selling his uh, mail program, and it was it was fantastic. And, you, cool. and the other interesting thing about the Amiga, you know, we talk about gaming and and the the incredible and thousands of titles of games there are for classic and, and a little you know much fewer for the more modern stuff that are there. But it's also about the artists and the videographers and the musicians and this massive swath of people. So you know, what is Amy West? It's really about community. Is we're bringing all these people together who have radically different interests but this one core belief that they're just bit by the bug the the amiga bug i don't know any, any other way to say it absolutely I, i'll i'll say my my experience with being at the uh, uh amiga west show which i want to say well, I, it was either 2019 or 2020 was uh it was less a show as in people walk around just looking at stuff and more of people going to one table talking to someone they point them over to another table and that you end up walking over there or they walk over there introduce you to somebody but at the end of the day, you know, we I knew everybody. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, everyone, everyone was was helping me out by introducing me to other people. Well, the real fun happens at night. You got to stay for after the banquet when the whiskey comes out. Then you really have good times. <laughs> Excellent. So let, let me get one thing straight. The Sacramento Amiga Computer Club runs Ami West, right? Yes, that is correct. Um, and they, but they existed before Ami West, or did they kind of pop into existence at the same time? No, the, the now I'm not a SAC historian, but the Sacramento Club existed early early days of the Amiga. It might have been '95. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, sorry, '85. Forgive me. It might have been '85 that they were created. Very, very, very early. And and Jerry was actually doing some uh, spelunking. Jerry is a partner of crime and organizing Ami West with Brian Deneen. He's the vice president. He found some of the original discs that they had produced the the um, M- the Sacramento Club, and they're nuts. I mean, like, I, I I'm trying to find the words to describe this. Um, interact a, a single floppy with an interactive menuing system for the content that was provided by this user group for users. This is like, like a UI separate. for the floppy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a whole interactive because it's Amiga, right? That stuff was so easy at the time. I don't know if you guys have heard of Fred Fish. This is going way yes. back in, in Amiga lore, right? So it's kind of like the Fred Fish thing, but it was like, yeah. you know, Sacramento. Actually, Fred Fish was from uh, Walnut Creek. And I also understand he was blind. So again, oh, interesting. I've gotten yeah. a bunch of software off of the old uh, Fred mm-hmm. Fish archives because there were <laughs> so many disks. There were many, many disks. And I think I was looking for a terminal program that would do Petski on the Amiga. And I found it. It was yeah, like way really- from years ago. They, somebody had written a little program on there. So... And there's a lot of little PD games and uh, all sorts of fun stuff on those collections. Oh, games galore. And I mean, some of the more interesting games came out of the PD side, like Worms. Uh, I forget Andrew Davidson, I think his name was. Uh, forgive me if I get it wrong. I mean, he did that in his basement for like a cover disc yeah. uh, thing. I mean, so much. And it's it's going back to the community. You had these like you know, we see it today, like I think about this often because I'm crazy, but you, you think about like Roblox and uh, Minecraft and how it's, you know, really unlocking those creative energies for children. I mean, that's what the Amiga was back in the day. You couldn't do what you could do on that platform anywhere else, especially for the cost and the capabilities. It, it was phenomenal. Oh, and, and just looking at the generational leap between the 60, Commodore 64 and the Commodore 128 to the Amiga and the types of games that I mean, you really were moving from 8-bit to 16-bit and beyond with Amiga technology, and the games were just night and day different. So, Well, in the, in the MIDI sound, or uh, not MIDI, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, more oh. fighting words, more fighting words. But yeah, the, the sounds, <laughs> the way, it's, you know, listening to a, uh, the computers of the time go into that, I mean, I can only imagine the, the, the difference. Um, yeah. Really quick, I do want to get the first plug in here because we haven't mentioned, I don't think, yet the date or where people can find information. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you can hop onto amiwest.net, which is where I'm yes. looking at right now, the AmiWest official site. And uh, it's happening October 20th through October 24th, although different days have different uh, – or, or the different days have different reasons, right? Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I'm the webmaster for amiwest.net. I will take ownership of that. And and one of the reasons why it is simple, because I do test it on my Amigas. So it will Love work it. in iBrowse, which is an Amiga browser cool. that runs its OS3 compatible, <laughs> Amiga operating system version 3 from Commodore. Um, so I try to keep it super, super simple. A uh, bit of a redesign this year uh, for, for those who follow such things. If there is someone out there, you really need to get a life. <laughs> 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 but... Um, yeah, if you go to the schedule link, 
the first two days are dev days. Um, you know, pre-COVID, it was pretty impressive. We could get some of like the kernel engineers or uh, Stephen Sully comes to show all the time. <laughs> He's the dev lead. It's a little light this year, so we're still kind of putting that together. We'd love to do a low-code uh, environment. There's a technology called Hollywood. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Um, no. It's it's cross-platform. It's a phenomenal uh, uh, development environment. It includes an IDE, but you can write a piece of code and minus some uh, technical differences for the platforms, but you can basically press a button and it can target classic Amigas, uh, uh, Amiga OS 4, which is a modern version of it, uh, MorphOS, which is another modern variant of the Amiga, Eros, uh, it can do iPhone, it can do Android, it can do Linux, Windows. So you, you have this one code environment and it can spit out binaries for all those different platforms. Um, so we'd love to like engage that, but we need someone who knows how to use it. And it's a little esoteric because, you know, Amiga. But um, so this year, the development days are still kind of formulating. If anybody listening wants to jump in, we'd lo- maybe like a Red Pill, which is a game engine on classic Amiga. We'd love to, to look at one of those. Otherwise... Friday, we'll probably, we have the room, we'll just do a jam session. People can bring their machines, set them up, chat with each other. Uh, we'll just see, you know, we've got a bunch of regulars. I can list them off. Uh, shout outs to people like LD. Um, but, uh, you know, Friday's going to be, we're still formulating that. The show itself starts Friday night. That's when we usually do a gathering on the show floor with the exhibitors. Uh, we bring in some food, we go out after. Um, and then Saturday is the main show since we're going through the schedule. Um, we're, we're super excited this year for a bunch of reasons. One, uh, last week we updated the seminar list of speakers, a phenomenal list, including RJ. RJ McCall, who's a Bay Area native, um, has not come to the show. We've had Carl uh, Rath, one of the original Amiga programmers. We've had uh, Dale Luck come to the show as well, back when we did the, I think it might have been the 15th or 20th. Dale was there with a bunch of stuff to sell. But um, this year, uh, RJ says he wants to come by. So yeah, gonna, and, yeah, and we should talk about him a little bit because he has a strong gaming background. Huge. Uh, he he's co- like a creator for the Atari Lynx for the mm-hmm. 3DO system, which wow. we're covering on these uh, this month. We're covering six good 3DO, 3DO games. games. If you can find um, so six, we, we found six. I think we found six <laughs> great games on there. I love so the we and are you playing, uh, what is it, Crystal Dynamics made that shooting game with the plane, the spaceship, you fly through the canyons and stuff? Is that on your list? Oh, I do know which one you're talking about. I can't think of the name on top of me. Uh, yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, we each one of the hosts does uh, a couple of games, but uh, you, you did okay. mention one that one of mine, so... Nice. At, at this point, you know. <laughs> we're finding I'm finding all sorts of return. I was playing Return Fire, which is a great little game, a little 3D uh-huh. shoot 'em up game. I've been playing... Yeah. Uh, I've been finding a ton of uh, Gex, of course, which is the platforming with the little gecko. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been finding a ton of good games. That, those are those are we're going to talk about. But R.J. Michael or McCall, I'm sorry, McCall, um, yeah. he he was a he started. I mean, he was with Epics, I think, right? And then they went over and took the designs for this handheld system and gave it to Atari, or oh, not gave so it, cool. sold it to Atari, and they that became the Lynx. And then, of course, he he developed uh, Intuition, which is the well, that's the UI, right, for the Amiga, or is that the? It's like Workbench, it's but user, yeah, it's like the user interaction libraries. I don't think it's the yes. UI per se, but it's like the libraries to manage the unit. Uh, gotcha. Somewhere is a giant whiteboard 
where they mapped out like when you press the key on the keyboard and what happens on the screen. I've only seen a picture of this. I've heard rumors. I tried to find it for the uh, the uh, uh, what was it the thirtieth, right? I tried to find it for the thirtieth, but I couldn't get the whiteboard. But on this picture, there's a cloud in the middle of it. Like none of the engineers exactly knew what happened in that section to get the drawing to happen. <laughs> but yeah. no. Like, RJ was part of that magic. There's tons of stories. He locked himself in his office for three three weeks. He used to like microwave fish. I mean, the guy is <laughs> no. He's, that's he's an office person. office crime to microwave fish yeah. in the office. Absolutely, he's a total guy. He's an office <laughs> criminal. The guy has an amazing resume. I mean, and now, right now, he's director of games at Google or something like that. So Since I mean, he's yep. yeah, he is. Uh, is he so I think. For- for putting Pac-Man on my Google because I've lost many hours to Pac-Man on my Google bar. Just saying. You know what? If you come to Emmy West on Saturday, you can ask him I with like your it. slice of pizza. There you go. Brought it full circle. So that's at 12, and it looks like he's got a good amount of time there. So what else yeah. What else we have going on? Oh, gosh. Um, the banquet. Um, you know, it, it's funny. Sometimes you ask and you shall receive uh, because it is the – so. I don't know if you guys know this, but I organized the 30th anniversary for the Amiga at the Computer History Museum. Okay, so I don't know if you cool. guys went to that or heard about that. Like, that's a whole other, like, that was insane. We spent, I mean, tens of thousands of dollars. It was a massive thing. Uh, but Tim Jennison was there. Um, and I originally met Tim Jennison. And I mean, I don't know. If, he doesn't know who I am, but I met him. Uh, do you guys know Tim Jennison? I, I should backstory this. Have you ever heard of the Amiga Video Toaster? Yes. And what I know about all I know about him is that he is he was the founder of New Tech, which came out with the video toaster, and that's about all I know about him. Yeah, so he he was the guy who built these things, right? I'm holding up a go. video toaster board because I have like yeah. six of them in my office. Um, so uh, I emailed Tim and I said, Tim, are you willing to come to Emmy West to be our banquet speaker? It's our 25th, and it took a little while, but he said yes. And I fell out of my chair, and then I got back up and I emailed <laughs> the other guys and say, Oh my God, Tim's coming. Um, I think he, uh, you know, we debated, like, are we going to pay for his flight? And then I was looking at his bio and he like, like is a pilot, like made his own airplane. It's a little confusing. <laughs> so I don't think yeah. we have to pay for his flight. We're like, we'll so give you Tim- coffee so you can fly yourself over here. Now really, <laughs> exactly. qu- really quick. I just, again, I'm going to touch base with the listeners really quick. So if you're not a huge Amiga, um, I don't want to use the word nerd, but nerd's a good word in our community. If you're not a huge Amiga cultist, nerd, there you're cultist, <laughs> oh, even better. Uh, you might not know the video toaster uh, was a hardware peripheral as well as I believe a software suite. Maybe, maybe not the whole thing, the whole editing, thing editing system. And basically uh, did a uh, video editing and was just a, a huge, basically if you ever watched TV in the, in the late eighties, early nineties, you've seen the video toaster at work. So absolutely. I remember <laughs> seeing, seeing those uh, guides and they were built with the video toaster in, in yep. the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah. The TV guides. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Oh, many, many cable stations, many cable stations were powered by that and Scala, but now we're really digressing, but we're going to have Tim talk at at our banquet. Um, He did ask us not to record it, excuse me, not to stream it. Oh, okay. So he said, you're not allowed to live stream it. So I just kind of let, I just leaned in a little bit and said, look, we're not going to record it. And that ruffled some feathers on the Amiga forums, but whatever, it's Tim. I'm happy he's coming. So that's, that's going to be our uh, Saturday night banquet. So we're super excited. Space is going to be limited. I'm a little scared because um, we were going to use a different part of the hotel. They're renovating. That's not going to exist anymore. So we got to go back onto the show floor. We only have so many slots. So people are like, hey, I want to check out Tim Jennison, but I'm going to you know, show up and get a ticket. That is not going to happen. So if you're interested in coming to the show, 
If you want to meet Tim, you know, hear what he has to say, maybe ask him a question, uh, be sure you go to our website, go to the reservation page, drop us an email. We're still getting, we're bolting down all the details in terms of food. Uh, and so how much it's going to cost. Historically, it's been like $35 for the banquet ticket. So it's going to be plus or minus in that range. Uh, but we don't know yet, but we wanted to start getting reservations so people don't miss out if, you know, the the early birds. So uh, super and I've done excited, the, Tim. I've done the banquet once and it was great. It was worth the money. I mean, the food was great. It was it was perfectly catered. Um, just what, what was the topic that time? Was that the uh, dueling keyboards? That, that was yeah, that was the dueling keyboards. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Jerry and I spent a long time on that. But his jacket, his Raspberry Pi jacket, is. Yeah. is I remember <laughs> that. It's a it's it's a it's a jack. Jerry's a big guy. First of all, like his he I don't even I don't know shoot uh, suit sizes, but his jacket is massive, <laughs> and uh, it's got a giant sequin Raspberry Pi stitched into the back of the jacket. So the, the awesome. story behind that is, and, and uh, what we did, and you can go watch this online. We did a bunch of games and we played, he had a Raspberry Pi 400 and I had my insane Amiga 1200 and, and I could rattle off what's in there, but we don't have that kind of time. Um, but uh, we did a, an AB contest. Like I ran a game, he ran a game. You know, we put the same game side by side using the video software and the whole thing. It was, it was it was, an, it was a hard one for us to plan because we didn't know how people were going to take it. So I really appreciate you saying you liked it. We <laughs> oh, had a lot, of doing it, a lot of fun planning it. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Got to bring it great. back to those games. I'm a, I'm a huge gamer myself. I mean, that's got that's what got me into the Amiga. Um, Same here. <laughs> Although um, much later in life, I believe. But yes. So have you guys heard of Stunt Track Racer on the Amiga? It's a yeah. ported out for it too. I think um, RJ McCall made that. Really? Oh, wow. I think he's Graham Harmon. I think that's an alias of his. Oh, Don't, wow. That's got to find out. I'm going to ask yeah, him. That's a rumor now. It's Don't worry. Rumor. Our, it's gonna our be listeners. They're gonna, everyone's going to be asking about these, all these like huge business decisions and all the important things in his life. We're just going to be like, hey, remember that one game? Hey, hey remember yeah. that one? Can you tell me more about that one game? Do you know the cheat codes? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Car Racer is a classic, and I, I played it on this Commodore 64 as a kid. And then when it when I saw it on the Amiga at a friend's house, I was blown away because it was so so much smoother and so it, oh, it, was, it, was, it was it was fantastic. So that's great. So hey, can you tell me a little bit about the game? So you guys are, every year you guys do a game competition, yeah, and. Can you tell me about the game because it, it 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 looks very interesting, and I'm wondering if the if the system you're you're, you're going to have set up is going to actually have a light gun attached to it, and because I've never used a light gun with an Amiga, so can you tell us about that game and why you chose it? Um, I can tell you what I know. That is Jerry's sure. department. So okay, I good. used to do the gaming competitions years ago. Uh, okay. It's a lot of work. So God bless Jerry for that. Um, he picks the games, and, and more importantly. You go to the website. The, it, I mean, the game is fine. We'll get into that in a second. But that is not what's killer. You go to the website and look at the game's competition link and scroll down to the trophies. Oh, my God. I wish I had won one of those trophies. They are <laughs> oh, so yeah, good. Oh, yeah. Check that out. I'm Jerry's right kids now. will. And that's not a charity. That's his children. <laughs> Jerry's <Yeah>. kids. <laughs> <laughs> will make the uh, trophy. And they'll paint it. And, like, the uh, the shark coming out of the pinball table, the sharks articulated. So I've seen pictures of what they're doing for Bean versus the animator, and it is off the hook cool. <laughs> so that's why you got in. 
last year we kind of experimented. We ran the game competition with uh, on the internet, um, and that was a little tough. So this year it's going to be in person only. You mentioned the light gun. Yeah. Um, my understanding is Jerry is working in that direction. I don't think he's ready to commit to that yet. So we'll we'll see. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. If anybody can grab a classic CRT, because you can't use light guns as they existed with LCDs. The technology doesn't work. Although, there is a light gun that's available now. I don't know if you guys have seen this thing. Um, For the Master or something. No, no, no. PCs and Linux. Okay, yeah. Are you talking about the Sinden light gun? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sinden one. So that is out there. So that thing is out there, and a friend of mine actually has two of them. I was in his house in Wisconsin randomly. He was showing them to me. Yeah. Um, they're not going to work on the Amiga. It's custom proprietary drivers and, and all the rest of it. Um, so Bean versus the Animator is this fantastic uh, Terminator clones. You remember Terminator from the, the uh, arcade games oh, yeah. where you had the machine gun? Classic. Um, yeah. Classic. I played it a little bit. Um, personally, like I said, it wasn't uh, my choice. But if you just go to the website on... Uh, uh, itch, I-T-C-H-A-O, just Google yep. Animator. You can see the, the stuff. I mean, it's nuts. It's so well done. It's so much fun. Yeah, I took a look yeah. at Bean versus the Animator, and I'm not sure where that name come from, but it, it's basically, um, I can't believe it's not Terminator 2 is the name yeah. of the game they should have gone with because it looks very similar and it's very impressive. Yeah. So It's cool that it's a modern game, though. I mean, it's neat that it's going to be a, a, a modern game running on an, it looks like a Amiga 500 with a light gun, if possible. Yeah. So we're, well, I mean, we have them all and, and more than all of, the, you know, when it comes to Amigas, we have plenty of those. <laughs> so, and we have, I mean, I have enough CRTs to make this happen. I have enough light guns personally, but. Uh, we'll make sure that that goes down. But, um, you know, it's funny you bring it up. And, and going back to the gaming thing, um, I, I was mentioning earlier off air that uh, historically I'd done a, a an Amiga, what we call OS4, next generation operating system, of which there are a couple, but the OS4 one. And I was doing a, a games presentation. They're on YouTube from past Emmy Wests. And what, what's really blown me away in the last couple of years is the number of games that are being created for the classic. What we call the classic, that was coined by Bill McEwen. But the idea of like the, the 500, the 1000, you know, those class systems, people are writing content. There's a there's Absolutely. even a thing called the Red Pill Game Creator. So anybody yeah. can like get started. And there's a newer one called uh, the Scorpion, Scorpion Engine. Scorpion Engine, guess, I've heard of as well, yeah. You're awesome. We've talked a lot yeah. about that on our show because a lot of games are coming out on that and they look fantastic. They look incredible. And so, well, one thing I want to point out too for some of our listeners, and when you're talking about the classic, we're, they're talking about everything we talk about on the show. But uh, if you guys don't know, there are still new Amigas that you can buy new today and, and yes. games for those. And it looks like you're going to be talking about those a little bit. Yeah, so that's tend what I that, that tends to be what I focus on at the show. Um, you know, I've actually kind of gone past the classic stuff personally. There, I I have a, a modern Amiga system. It's called a Amiga One X five thousand. Um, I'm also like a beta tester for everything and, and crazy that way. But we have full Radeon three D drivers. Like we've got OpenGL <laughs> like four, and we can run. You know, modern is a bit uh, much, but. Uh, recent 3D games. Doom 3 was just ported over. Um, it actually looks better than the PC version because our drivers are better than that era. Um, it is. It, it's pretty wild to see what's going on. And, and there's this 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 group of us cultists who look at what the Amiga was and are trying to push it forward. And, and there are uh, Amiga-specific games as well? 
Um, there, there are far fewer of those. I mean, okay. the, what it takes to build a modern 3D game, it's very difficult. There is a studio, um, I'm going to mispronounce this because it's German, but like Entwicker X, I think they're called. Um, and they produce a lot of content in the 3D space for tablets, Windows machines, and Amigas as well. So they just dropped huh. a couple months ago a uh, tower defense game that uses the full 3D libraries. Um, and they have it for Windows and your tablet and your phone and all that. So uh, love seeing content from those guys. It's it's fantastic. I think it's uh, amyboing.de oh, is their website. <laughs> They've got a lot of really cool stuff there. And then anything Amiga would not be complete unless Doug was there to talk. Uh, our boy 10-Minute Amiga Retrocast. And it looks like he's there at uh, 1230 on Sunday. He is a yes. super friend of the show. So we, we uh, talk about him almost every episode. <laughs> oh, Doug is amazing. Uh, last time, well, I Doug, I think, let me gather my thoughts here. The, the first AmiWest Doug went to, we ended up sitting in the, well, it was the breakfast room of the hotel, playing um, uh, Mario Kart on a Switch. That sounds about minutes. right. <laughs> yeah, no, Doug is, is absolutely fantastic. Huge friend of the show. Um, he's brought his re-Amiga, um, you know, sets up a really nice table, lots of interesting things, uh, sells some Retro Rewind product as well. That, that's one of the challenges we have. And, you know, as we talk about the value of the show, you know, some of our some of the folks that present there are from the Sacramento Club. Chris Nelson um, is a solder mm-hmm. guru, and so he brings a solder gun. He replaced a 88-pin PLCC on my uh, Amiga uh, 1200 Fast ATA Mark V because the thing cracked. Anyway, so we have crazy people like that. We've got um, uh, David Combs showing off his the Amiga 3D software. So he spent the time. Um, he spent the time and he put together a USB stick that has, I'm showing the, the guys here on the camera, this, this USB stick, and it has like 15 Amiga 3D programs with all of their documentation and supporting modules and libraries. Meticulous work. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, imagine there's three versions of this 3D software called imagine there's, there's uh, a bunch of other stuff on there. Um, We've got uh, Paul Revendez, who comes up, sorry if I get your name, last name wrong, comes up from SoCal when he can make it. He's a Master Chief uh, solder technician for the Navy. Many, um, many, many years ago, he he's the one who actually recapped this Omega 1200. It was probably yeah. like 10 years ago or something, but he, he recapped that Amiga. That, that, that was him. Yeah, and, and more than just the, the hardware folks. Uh, anyway, I mean, we just have so many cool people. That's my uh, son. <laughs> He's checking so, out the sorry. show. You know, he likes the podcast. What can we say? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, I could, like I said, I could go on and on and on. Uh, when I get started on this topic, I've been going to AMOS shows for the last 25 years. I live in California because of the show. Like, I was visiting my brother, and I got a job where he worked, so I moved out here. I mean, it's just... It's just uh, it's it's part and parcel with my my life. I don't know what that says about me, but it's... <laughs> it means you're passionate, <laughs> right which is which yes. is what nerds do. You know, I'm gonna keep dropping the nerd word because I'm a nerd and I love it. Yeah. Um, I, the one thing you did mention that I do want to point out, you were talking about how there was one aspect of the show you were not gonna be able to stream, and so what we haven't mentioned yet is that if you do go to uh, amywest.net, you can stream uh, the vast majority of this uh, show. It sounds like. Um, not only on 
Uh, looks like YouTube Live, if that's still correct. But you can also uh, watch it on your Amiga OS 4 operating system as well. And there's ex- explanations of how to do that. Yeah, so oh, that cool. that's me. I do that. Um, <laughs> I started in 95 with IRC. If anybody remembers the Internet oh, yeah. Relay Chat Protocol. I do, so yeah. I, I took my 1200 to the show. We set up a projector and I got an IRC. And I was telling people online what was going on. And like then a we play started by play commentator kind of a thing. Play by play. Um, <laughs> there's pictures of like Bill McEwen, who was uh, one of the people wrapped up in the Amiga story. I still I don't mind Bill. He's always nice to me. Some people hate him, think he's a devil, whatever. It's Amiga. Um, <laughs> you know, he's on the keyboard chatting with people. Um, How many times you know, did you have to type guru meditation? <laughs> I mean, never. You just read that when your machine blows up. <laughs> but. Uh, the, uh, so then I switched to doing audio. So you shoutcast, and I was like spinning up virtual machines, beg barring, stealing all over the world, building out servers. And then uh, about oh, six, seven years ago, maybe, we switched to doing video. And I started with a toaster. Okay. So I was actually using the video toaster as the as the switcher to That's move between the different cameras. So the show really I cool. was at, you guys were, were streaming it still using the video toaster. I remember seeing... Um... I remember uh, that too. Yeah, a couple of you guys over. I think uh, Doug's was being streamed, and uh, his. I have to laugh because he had this whole thing well planned out. He did a great job, but his Amiga just decided to guru meditate three times during the presentation. Um, <laughs> I remember but that. that's, that's I remember part that. of it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is, and uh, so no, we will switch the toasters. The last couple years, the it, it, it's more my fault, but I, I because I'm not a toaster guy. Like, if you want to get the video quality, like broadcast you have to have the vector scopes and all the knobs i don't have that i just use some tbc cards and just they they have a switch to adjust the colors but i have switched to digital format so now we're using a pc to stream what we always use a pc to stream but the the main switcher historically was a toaster i've switched to using uh, open broadcast studio so i can still have multiple inputs i set up multiple scenes one thing i did um in 21 is use the X5000 uh, display to run the slides and the videos, the canned video content uh, for the show. So I did titling with it by using some green screen trickery. Um, That was kind of cute. But um, (laughs) it's a little bit tougher now because the way the online platforms have moved. And, And I have been thinking about switching to Twitch, but I think YouTube is still more popular. I don't know. So it'll most likely be YouTube again. Um, and I'll just use YouTube live and it'll be what it's been. I mean, I gotta say, I don't know. I mean, you guys do this, you know, every month you've got your studios. Imagine putting that in your car, driving two hours, set it all up and like get it working and get it right with the audio. When I've got like five audio sources and I've got three audio outputs going on simultaneously and oh my god we we appreciate the work so we can uh we can watch especially the last few years when we weren't able to be there live so that's awesome um the last thing I think I want to mention about the show because I see it here is uh it looks like there have been raffles in the past I'm assuming that's going to happen again this year yeah so that was interesting last year we did the online raffle it was fantastic you know it's it's a money maker for the show we enjoy everyone's donations um, but we had a little bit of trouble shipping things. So I think the last item was delivered like two months ago. Jerry has been the one chasing that down. 
it's you know for a variety of re- yeah, variety sure reasons. Most of the raffle prizes were uh, were circuit based hardware items here. It looks like so. Yeah, you know, it's understandable. And, right and now, and someone's got to ship it, and then we are taking it from anywhere in the world. So you know, you're in one country, got to ship it to another country. Anyway, this year. Uh, our plan is to work with sponsors, uh, obtain items, but only raffle them at the show. So you got to so be really, there. If you guys are listening to the show, get there in Sacramento, California, August. Well, unless you're a dev, August uh, 23rd or 24th. October. I'm sorry. October. I'm sorry. October. Thank you. Thank you. October. October 23rd or 24th. Um, very excited about that. Um, I think we need to ask Bill a few questions about himself, his, his personal gaming history. Sure. So we can bring it right on back. Uh, two games. So uh, first and foremost, there's one little thing I didn't hear you mention. So I'm going to ask, uh, what what was your first Amy West show? Because I don't think I heard this story yet. The first show? The first one you went to. The first one. It was 98. Wow. It was a long time ago. Um, I had a, oh God, how much was it like a 25-inch CRT? 26 inch CRT monitor weighed like 95 pounds. Dragged it with me. Dragged it with me. Had my 1200. Um, did we play anything back then? There was no games competition. It, it really was more serious. The show itself. Yeah. Right. It, was, it didn't have a lot of games. For, there was people selling games. Uh, back then we had like legit dealers. I don't think I bought any. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, it's all a blur at this point. There's some photos that exist on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we had good times for sure. Man, 1998 yeah. for sale. Okay. Yep. Yeah. 98. Uh, what is your favorite Amiga game? Dungeon Master. Okay. Yeah. I, I still bust that sucker out and I'll, I'll play it through like every 10 years. I'll start again because I forgot enough of it. Have you beat Although, it? What's that? Have you completed it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Once. I've, I've played it like four times and I've, I've completely, I've actually, I did beat it once. I did have to cheat a little bit because it's so damn hard, but. Well, what I like <laughs> about the, uh, the copy protection on Dust Dungeon Master, me being, a, you know, a modern day dirty pirate trying to play old games on my Amiga, there are a lot of uh, versions of that game and almost none of them work correctly because they didn't copy them correctly. So it took me a long time to figure out how to get past that first dungeon because oh wow yeah you would actually get like 15 20 minutes into the game before you realize nope this game isn't isn't cracked correctly <laughs> so so you guys will love this have you heard of uh, black crypt yes yes okay so one of the lead developers of black crypt is a guy named ben and i don't have his last name forgive me he's working with jerry ellsworth on tilt 5 the new uh jerry El- you guys know jerry ellsworth you know I do. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. She's got I, new glasses, the Tilt 5 thing. Yes. So Ben is one of her programmers. Well, if you uh, if you fire up Black Crypt, you'll see Ben's name. He was one of the folks that did Black Crypt on the Amiga Ravensoft. You know, okay. they did Hexen and Ravensoft. Yeah. I love Black Crypt. I love Dungeon Master because it was my first. But Black Crypt is like such a better version of it from like the speed, the graphics, everything. When I did the 30th anniversary, our banquet... We used uh, games as the themes of the banquet tables. Okay, cool. And so what we did is we printed out on a vellum the cover of the game, three, three-sided, and then we built these little sandwich boards and put a light in the middle. And so your table was like the lemmings table or 
the black crypt table. So I put Ben at that table with his game in the middle. (laughs) And I saw him leaving that night from the history museum and he had that display from the middle and he was guarding it with his life <laughs> he didn't want to admit he was taking it but he was taking oh, it. oh <laughs> i was so happy to see him take it i was so happy because it, i mean we had a syndicate table i just went back through all my my favorite games and just we just uh, it was perfect for the names of the tables right these the uh, good old amiga games yeah that's great yeah how, how about since you're the modern amiga os4 guy or uh or or what is it more OS, there, I know there's a couple of, of modern ones, but there's a lot of activity. I'm an I'm an OS4 guy. The Morph OS people don't like us, but I, I like OS4. I, 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 I I'm happy to have all the Morph OS people at the show, but not an OS4 show. It just we're the only ones that show up. So if you want to come, <laughs> you can make it a Morph OS show. Anyway, actually, that's, that's a good point that you bring that up because when when uh, we've gone in the past, there's a uh, there's always a few other computers that are there just to kind of represent the the entire world of computers. Uh, it's heavily Amiga, but we are encouraged to bring some of our kind of uh, interesting collections. Like I have a ZX Spectrum next next to me over here, which, you know, there's not too many out there. There's supposed to be a bunch more coming soon, but um, I'd love to bring that and, and share it off so everyone can be like, see what Amiga could have been, but I'm so glad it wasn't. <laughs> there could actually be two of those at the show. If you bring yours, oh, there, there might go. be two. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, but I guess my question was going to be modern, modern Amiga title. What's your favorite modern Amiga title? Oh, that's tougher. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'd have to go totally. back and, and double check. So, you know, the the thing about the modern world is there there are very few. Um, uh, okay, so I have an answer. There's 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 very few like organic games on that platform, mm-hmm. just because it's a lot more ports. So we have yeah. a ton of ports. Um, I love the Battle of Westnoth. I love playing that one. Westnoth, Westnoth. It's a nice. Uh, uh, turn-based uh, strategy game. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I was talking about it earlier. These guys um, and Winter X, they just dropped this game called uh, Mace Tower Defense. So they had a game a bunch of years ago that was a shoot-em-up where your uh, spaceship shoot-em-up called Mace. So I'll, I'll go with uh, Mace Tower Defense as the latest and greatest. Perfect. But I'm a sucker for yeah. Tower Defense. So I, I Yeah, a couple episodes ago we were talking about that. How like I haven't played a good Tower Defense game in a long while, but I love them. I, I, I went through a period of time where I loved them. I mean they're It's hard. I'm on like level six or seven and it's kicking my butt. So Yeah. I I have faith. One of the guys on the forum was talking about level thirty one. So it's doable. I just gotta keep playing it to get there. So who would have thought today that we'd have a hard time picking a, an Amiga title, but he knew exactly which three D O title he wanted to jump right up to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's it's different because the 3D. Oh, so, by the way, Dale Luck, who was uh, the design, who wrote the graphics library on the original Amiga OS, was the OS designer on 3DO. Very incestuous oh. relationships there with all that stuff. Interesting. Actually, Dale is actually a pack rat, and he has like the first 3DO in a case. Oh wow! Wow. So he's got the original Amiga 1000. Actually, that's not true. Serial number 001 is at the Computer History Museum now. Um, but he used to have that. Uh, he was holding. Now he's got the first uh, 3DO. He's he's awesome. Uh, Dale Luck is an amazing dude. Very cool. Um, very cool. Yeah, very cool stuff. No, it's just there's so many games. I've got literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games uh, on my machine that it's hard to to zero in on on one of them uh, when you. Ask. No worries. No worries. Yep. That's a good answer. Yeah. All right. Is there any uh, final things you need to mention about the show? And maybe you can plug it one last time. 
Um, no, thank you for, first of all, thank you for giving me the time. I really appreciate it. It's great to meet you guys. I'm looking forward to meeting you again in person because I'm sure we have, but, uh, unfortunately my mind when it comes to Amulest is, is filled with 25 years of faces and it's, it's hard to keep them all straight. Well, now that you say I it, say- I think the reason I recognize your face is because you're up there running the video toaster, running your head, your back I, I and forth the whole that, time. Yeah. yeah. So that's where, yeah, I, that's yeah, where yeah. I recognize you from. We never said exactly. a word together. You were just, you know, I'm plugging things like in and man. shaking cables and scratching your head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will say if you come five times, like then I'll start paying attention to who you are. If you're only there for four, that's just not enough. That's not hardcore enough. Don't you get a golden no, jacket if you go five times? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, the thing about Amy West and, and uh, a shout out to my, my friend TJ, um, the, the Amiga universe is a, is a fascinating place of trials and tribulations and and all of it and so it's it's hard on people who lose the faith to use a religious term like that but you know tj is like yeah i'm gonna come he's like i don't use my uh, amigas anymore my x5000 anymore but i love you guys so he's gonna he's he's driving distance he's gonna show up just to see folks so it's yes it's about the technology like that's what brought us all together we try to make it engaging and fun we've got the seminar list. There's so many cool things happening on, on you know, classic hardware. We talked about accelerators and all the rest. It's insane. And, and the passion that people have for these projects. But at the end of the day, it really is about uh, the friendship, the camaraderie, you know, hanging out with like-minded people who see that same kind of value, have that same kind of interest in this thing that is like indescribable as to why it has any interest at all. Um, but if you start digging into like all the different vectors of of hardware and software and all the restart attempts and all the people that try to buy it you're like what is going on it does not make any sense and <laughs> you know emmy west is a fantastic place because we like to be big tent use a political term we want morph os there we want people representing aros we see it all as as pushing that amiga uh, ethos forward and that idea and, and we love it it's it's hard you know people have to fly in we don't always get the representation of the different systems. So we try to do what we can to, to keep the faith going. Awesome. Bill, yeah. thanks so much for, for coming on our, on our show. I really appreciate it. And I, I will be at AMI West for sure. Um, so I will touch base with you there. Yeah, just make sure you, you get your hotel room. The, the rate's going to pop on September 19th. So if you want the $120 night rate, you got to book it now. Um, I'd love to see you guys. Hopefully you'll be there for the banquet and, and for the beer and whiskey afterwards. And I'll be holding that trophy. <laughs> no, sir. Goal. That's my goal. I'm going to win the trophy. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got my practice schedule laid out. I am going to own that game. No one's going to come close to my store. I'm going to go buy, buy a few cans of neon green gamer fuel or whatever they're selling nowadays <laughs> to get ready. Awesome. All right, well, Bill. I'll see you guys there. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. And we are back here in the studio with the Three Musketeers. Yay. And I've, beer. I've got one. with me here another one of Tim's Wild Beer Company beers. I'm going to crack it open. I like how, by the way, it, it's called Zest Appeal. It is a grapefruit session IPA, but for some reason right on the front it just says salt. Salt. <laughs> salt. <laughs> I think that's the um, another brewery that they did it in. Uh, okay. What's the cooperation with? You're yeah. right. This salt and wild beer company collab creates the perfect refreshing grapefruit IPA. Blah, 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 blah. So let's give this one a shot. I'm going to go ahead and 
Poor equally. This one's a tall boy, so we, each, we get a little bit more each here. Oh, was the other one not no. a tall boy? Yeah. It was oh. a tall boy. Yeah, it was a tall boy. Oh, was it yeah. also? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I can confirm a tall boy. <laughs> I have confirmed. So, you guys excited about some grapefruit? I am. These are some fruity beers we're getting here. I like the fruity beers. And if you guys remember on the show, we don't think we mentioned it, but this is these are the guys that made that sourdough one that I fell in love with. That yeah, that was a good one. Yeasty, darn good sour. Beer. I actually, delicious. I actually have a sourdough beer left, and a breakfast of champions. There you go. And they're two bottles that I covet above everything else because they were the last ones in their batch. Because I happened to go up to the up to the shop of uh, uh, this was just I think it was just during mid covid i think it was and uh i asked them out the back and he said yes we've got like one or two bottles left and he just pulled them out and he said they may not be any good but you're welcome to have them so he just gave me those two <laughs> bottles because wow, they were just lying around that's, but that's awesome that's what they do they have have like um stuff come back dented cans and all that sort of thing and they just put them in a dump bin for a pound huh. <laughs> so, well yeah i'm gonna have that nice <laughs> beer's right. fine cheers cheers gents. guys hold on hold on let me get in there whoop Cheers. Yeah, it's grapefruity on the nose. It smells like an IPA. I wouldn't say it's it's not like a straw. It's definitely not like a West Coast IPA nope, or anything like that. Definitely not. not. No, but it smell. I can smell the hops. It's hoppy. Which is funny because when we think IBA, obviously it originated in England when they were bringing yeah. beer basically to the Indies. Yep. Uh, to India in that area, said, and they couldn't drink the water because by the time it made it over there, it would get everyone sick. So they put a bunch of hops and alcohol and made a very that kind of a beer. It was called the India, India Pale, Pale Ale. Ale. Yep. So it probably was more like this than what we drink over here and called an IPA. But I don't know about you good. guys. Maybe it's the Funyuns, but I'm not getting a huge amount of grapefruit from it. There's not a huge amount of flavor. It's refreshing and good. It's just kind of. It's just more like. Beery. It's like, it's like an IPA, really, isn't I it? I can definitely taste the grapefruit. Can you? And it's, maybe it's the Funyuns done it then. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's subtle, which I got to say I appreciate about this yeah. brewery. Is that there's a lot of companies, breweries here, they just want to put it, slap it in the face. Like, oh my God, it's grape, you know? And, and I, I don't Make like you want to slap your mama. <laughs> exactly. IPA. This one's more subtle, but it, it and, and what I like is it's an IPA, but it's not super hoppy, or else I, I would hate it. Yeah. I it, it's good. It's a good one. Cool. As I say, the wild beer they just don't seem to miss, do they? They seem to no. just knock these beers out of the park. For an IPA, I'm really enjoying this mm. one. I, I, well, we'll get to a rating. I don't think it's out of the park, but solid. Yeah, it's probably. For, and this is not. This is saying something. I think it's probably my least favorite beer from them. Yeah, but it's still okay. It's good. Yeah, yeah. All right, out of ninety. Yep. Beers on the wall. Uh, I'll take this one then. Um, let's think. I'm going 66. 66. I'm going to go 68. I was thinking right in the 68, 70 ballpark. So yeah, I, I'll, I'll do a 68. Okay, I was thinking of a number, but I'll go 70 just to be sensible. Okay. No, is that what it is? <laughs> I, I think that's. <laughs> you heard our numbers. I think that's right in the ballpark. It's yeah. great. It's good. It's We're going to have so- to start writing down numbers and showing them all at once so we stop this uh, tomfoolery. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, we got the crew, we got our beer, and we've got Ooh. some news. Reporting the news! 
I'm going to go ahead and start talking. Go, Cody. I will. I am going to go. I'm going to go ahead and open this so you guys can see. There is a new NES game um, in development. And, again, we typically don't talk about games that are in development. But when you see a game that is this impressive, uh, it's called... How do you say that? It's Malasombra. 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 They put a hat on the O, so I thought it was a V. Malasombra. A new action adventure game for the NES. And um, I believe, yeah, if you look at this, it looks like it's a... Um, I'm trying to identify if that's... It looks probably Spanish. It looks like it's from Spain, if I were to guess, uh, without looking up too much into it. Um, trying to find a video so you guys can... Check it out with me, but it is very wow. That is pretty, isn't it? Very pretty, really nice. That is colorful AF, as yeah. the kids say. <laughs> That's what the kids say. And you're this dude with really big hair, which is kind of funny. But um, the sprites are gorgeous. There's a ton of stuff going on the screen at once. Um, if I could find a video to show you, I could show you how well it it's smooth and it plays and it's pretty. Um, I don't think that's it. No. So, anyways, Malasombro. I'm looking forward to it. If you want to check it out, we have links in our uh, in our show here. I do. I did just realize this screen right here. They have a. Uh, I guess you go to Germany at one point because there's a swastika there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hello. <Interesting. laughs> but woof. Hope woof. it's not celebrating it. It's <laughs> no, I'm you sure fight it's them. not. I'm sure it's not. But anyways, looks really cool. Uh, from a company called Four Megahertz Es, which is España. So there you go, Spain. I figured yes. it out. Yeah. That is news item number one. News item number two, speaking of news items. Yeah, it's from me, Eric. Um, so I came across this across on Reddit. It is a game called Cross Gunner, spelled cool style. Cross Gunner, Gunner, Gunner with G-U-N-R at the end. And it, the claim to fame on Reddit was like, this is the best Pico, somebody said, this is the best Pico 8 game ever. And I haven't played it yet because I, this was a late, late news item for me to put it in the... Well, guess what? I'm playing it right now. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it is Whoa. a shoot 'em up. It is a shoot 'em up where you have a ship on the bottom, but you also have these kind of guns on the side that you can move up and down. Mm -hmm. And so you're shooting across and up the screen, and it is a bullet hell. Like there is a ton. I was going to say that is bullet hell. Yep. There's like there it is. Like there's so many bullets in the Sheesh. little cloud, but it visually and and as much going on, it does look amazing. This it looks does. like an amazing game. Um, Tip, typical Pico 8 style graphics, isn't it? So it's, yep. it's like really... In a good way. Yeah, pi pixelated and yeah, it's really nice. So Cody's playing it on the screen right now because you can With play... Keyboard. <laughs> for people that don't know, you can play Pico 8 games in the web browser. Yeah. So you can pop it in there and just use the keyboard to play them, which makes the Pico 8 games pretty awesome. But I'm eager to put this on my little Pico 8 platform of choice and play it there because it does look really good oh and it looks like there's like a bomb which i hadn't realized so when there's a ton of bolts coming out you can use like a bomb suck all the bolts up and then they turn into a ton of points mm. yeah. that would help make the game make more sense yeah. than when i was just playing it there yep. but yeah very so cool they might be right it might be the best game ever on pico 8 we're gonna find out we are that gonna is find out that is a bold claim isn't it because there's it some darn a... good stuff on the pico 8 yeah for sure and they even call it summer carnival 22 which means the summer carnival thing is typically the japanese you know where they would go from Location to location, and people would have shmup contests. Carnival oh. games, yeah. Carnivals, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, this is one we okay, we like to keep up up to date with the Evercade, and I'll be honest, this one's bittersweet for me. Okay. Uh, -oh. uh So the new Evercade again, yet another piece of hardware coming out. That's three pieces of hardware that they've announced and released since uh, the 
and you know, since the Amico was, <laughs> I was going to say, "Hey, Amico, <laughs> yeah, come Emma on, James, no. come out with three devices, oh, and, and let's not let's not forget the ZX Next. Come on, <laughs> yeah. I got the Next. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they have the new, you know, Evercade EXP handheld, the fancy version of the new one. We both have, or we both, all three of us have. I think the handheld and the console. And the console, yeah. I don't need another uh, handheld, but that's besides Me the point. Neither. Although it is kind of to the point because what they announced is that there's a new Capcom collection being probably my favorite retro publisher. Yeah. Filled with all kinds of great stuff from, um, here you go, everything from the 1940s series, Bionic Commando, uh, a bunch of Mega Mans in there, some Ghouls and Ghosts, Final Fight, like all Strider. All the good Capcom you, stuff. You can't skip over Commando. That yeah, is just a yeah, regular Commando. I guess Commando's yeah. in there yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Street Fighter 2, <laughs> hyper fighting, hyper, hyper. hyper. Um, and how do you get this collection? At this point, there's one way to get it, and that's to buy Five this or... new one, and it's built in. <laughs> so it's not a collectible cartridge like they've based their entire thing on. Um, my guess is that someday, hopefully, yeah. they'll do that. I don't know if Capcom is holding on to the rights to that or what, but I'd be bummed. I'm not going to judge them and say they're terrible people for not doing what I want. But I would buy the Capcom cartridge. So the new device I would like the is cartridge. yeah. The new device I will say is awesome. Screen's bigger and more colorful, and you could put it in Tate mode. Yep. Um. It's, so it's got some really neat features. But I, 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 I don't want to buy a third Evercade. No, correct. We need that. So, but I want to buy the Capcom cartridge. So yeah. So hopefully they do release that. But I saw this and I, I thought this is amazing. I would love this. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um. This is kind of random. I just saw this. <clears throat> recently when I was finding last-minute news. There's a game coming up. This is not retro at all, except for the fact that it looks a lot like one of my favorite games. Six lovely screenshots have come out of Disney Illusion Island. Ooh. So there's a new game coming out. It's Disney, which is typically not something I, you know, gravitate towards. Uh, but coming to Switch in 2023, and you look at Illusion Island, and it's like the old-school Disney-style um, characters, like Art Mickey style. Mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is very cuphead looking. It is. It is, yeah. So I'm looking at these pictures and it looks like a platformer, which again is my jam with these Disney characters, but drawn in this like old school, like early animation, like early Disney or or the stuff that Cuphead was kind of co- uh, copying or yeah, trying it's to a recreate. Pro- proper cell animation, isn't it? And Disney yeah. has a very good track rec- record for really cool platformers. Mm. I mean, in well, the past, yeah. World of Illusion, yeah. Cast of Illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all yeah. this Aladdin, Lion King. Yeah. So if they if, if they have somehow got that in their genes, like in the DNA of this game, if from the old school, then it'll probably be pretty good. I'm excited about it. It says it's two yeah. E and it's co op. Oh yeah. So that's pretty cool too. Yeah. So I'm excited about this one. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Um, so hot yeah. hot off the heels of our Pac Man clone episode, which was okay. what was that episode eighty seven or eighty eight or it's one of those, right? Eighty nine, wasn't it? Was it eighty nine? Yeah. yeah. It was eighty nine. Yep. Yeah. So we did Pac-Man clones. Uh, this one is coming to uh, Atari XL XE. It is called Pac-Man Evolution. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's called Pac-Man. Pac-Man. I'm sorry, Pac-Man. Pac-Man, Pac-Man Evolution, and uh, it is coming for the Atari XL. But it does look pretty cool. I, I I'm starting to really gel more to these pac-man clones and their unique kind of things you know the well, they, little maze, maze game. they take what pac-man did which was a single screen game you play over and over and over again yep and they add stuff which makes it fresh and new and exciting because yeah. i love i love the concept of pac-man i love pac-man gameplay but yeah I, I i personally want change yeah mix up the mazes gets to some kind of cool 
you know, shtick, as they say. Shtick. <laughs> to it. And uh, this one looks like it, it's going to deliver. And the cool thing is I always appreciate new games coming out for the Atari XL because I don't give mine enough love. No, me neither. And my, mine's all decked out, and I love it. I love it to death, but I don't play a lot of games on it, and this is going to give me an opportunity to boot it up and play some games on it. Get the FujiNet out and give it a go. Yep, exactly. Go. Yeah. Looks like the level does change. Uh, there's, like, letters that yep. you can collect probably for extra lives, I'm guessing. Um, looks pretty and you it's know, got the proper enough, animation on the bottom of the ghost as well. I love that. A little wavy ghost there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which apparently is how they levitate because they're always moving even when they're staying still. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, Pac-Man Evolution coming soon to an Atari near you. To an Atari near you. Uh, I've got one more here before we let Tim talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we bring him on the show from over, this, over the ocean and we don't let him talk. Yeah, people you get one news item, yeah, Tim. that's it. It's because I've been lazy and only put one news item in there. (laughs) So there is um, a bunch of games, again, that we find on Indie Retro News. Most of them are up and coming and blah, blah, blah. This is one I think I did mention because I thought it was cool enough to mention. It is now released. Um, And I need to find a way to get it playing on my Intellivision. So I'll probably need to buy a cart and the whole thing. But Intellivania. Somebody has finished making Castlevania for the Intellivision. And you can go buy and download it right now. Um trying to see if i can find the name of the actual company that did it uh, uh unofficial Intellivision version from matthew kyle or keel kyle uh so you can go down to this source and download it i think it was 15 dollars, which uh might seem a little high but shoot not many people are going to make much money uh releasing Intellivision games as yeah, a small but, market I mean, again it's very visual but you look at that that doesn't look like a standard Intellivision game does it that that looks really really good yep. it looks really good and yeah plays like castlevania yeah. now uh, to my typical point, uh, this game looks great and the engine's all built. So I hope now that this has come out, he can make another game mm-hmm. based on it, based on the engine, and make maybe a new property so that yeah, that's not a port. I'd yeah. really love yeah. to to u- utilize all the hard work he did and play something new as well as yeah. just going cool Castlevania, yeah. which looks amazing. So I just can't believe how many sprites that he's got going with the Intel in television here. Yeah. And it, since it's the Intellivision, I mean, obviously he's selling it right now for download for what is it like fifteen bucks or mm-hmm. something, and, you, and that's mainly to play it in, in an emulator. And I could play it on the Mister or whatever. But is there an SD card solution? There for, is okay yeah. for the yeah. Intellivision. I don't have it. So I don't I, have it yet. Yet either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But I think that we're all going to have to get that, aren't we? <laughs> that would be worth the price of admission here just to get it, just to throw it on that cartridge and be able to play that. Yeah, yeah. and also. I did was going to put it in the news, but I think we've mentioned it before. But Space Taxi is in development for the Intellivision as well, isn't and that it? Would be, so, that's going to be a killer yeah, game for it. Yeah. Um, Quick correction. fifteen ninety nine CAD. <laughs> Canadian dollars, which means it's cheaper than that. That's probably like 12 US dollars. Yeah, so look sweet. at that. Discount. Yep. Put in code PIXELGUIDEN to save nothing. <laughs> to save you nope. will save nothing, and they will <laughs> laugh at you if you put in PG10 on their website. All right, Tim, it's time for you to talk, my friend. Yes, give it to us. Just as I take a sip of beer. Yeah, okay. So Southwest Amiga Group, um, who obviously I frequent, um, but I won't be because their meeting, next meeting is like in about two weeks' time, and I really don't know if I'm going to be up to going, but we'll see anyway. Uh, But they are, last time I was there, they mentioned, Dave mentioned, who's like one of the arrangers of Southwest Amiga Group, um, he mentioned that they uh, 
got a large haul of Amiga equipment. Mm. Uh, lots of lots of hardware and some software and other bits and pieces. And he said they're going to auction it, but they're only going to do a private auction for people that have been to Swag or are going to the next meeting. So if you book a... Or if you've got a proxy and somehow well, yeah. going to Swag <laughs> for you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they've got things uh, in there like CD32s, Amiga 4000s, monitors, um, mm. hard drives. I want this. Well, click on it and see see how much it's bidding for at the moment. There you go, £10, which is an absolute oh my God. £10. Yep. <laughs> All right, Tim, I'm not but, even joking. Let's talk about this. Well, the only problem is, is that I've got to go there and pick the stuff up. So that's the issue. You'll do it. So, well, it's either that. I know Dave listens to the show. So, Dave, if <laughs> I can't <laughs> make it up there, can you hold it for me and I'll come and pick it up or something? Um, but um, this is what I've been looking for. I, you know, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not even going to say it on the show because I want this. Yeah. Yeah. I guess but, at this point it will be it'll be time. Time will be over by the time. Yeah. We, but by the time it it's goes in, out. it's in the CD32 gamepad, which I've been looking for. And, and I've been almost, looking for one of those for you for ages. <laughs> almost bought one for $140 shipped the other day. Yeah, no, you don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, but I have yeah. to do it. I have to yeah. do it. So. Um, so if you go back, let's have a look at some of the other stuff because there's a, an Amiga 4000 because I want to see that's up. what that's up for at the moment. We'll do this live on here for people who can't bid on it. This is enthralling <laughs> to them. Exactly. Is that going to redraw? Yeah, we go. Sure it will. Why not? What else have we got on there? Yeah. Commodore upgrade kit. Oh, there's an external drive. Is that for the external CD-ROM drive? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, and there's uh... a side hard drive. Is that what that is? Yeah, that's a that's wedge a... hard drive. Yeah, it's a wedge hard drive for the A500. Goes into the sidecar. Um, and then cool stuff. Yeah, cool if you stuff. go on the next page, I think the 4000s on the next page on page two. I want to see what that is. Because that's that's literally the the only sort of like main Amiga that I don't have. Well, that's a big one <laughs> in, in multiple respects. See, uh, what is there? There's a there's an O six O on there as well. The, is it the Cyberstorm? Look at this down the bottom to the middle. Cyberstorm oh, phase, phase five Cyberstorm. That's Mark the O six O. Yeah, that's that's. If you'd pull that up now, is oh the auction's finished. I wonder how much. There you go. <laughs> One thousand. <laughs> One thousand thirty-five pounds. That's that's a rare beast. That is. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. Sweet, <laughs> sweet Christmas. Does that mean the four thousand is done too? Uh, the four thousand is probably done too. Then actually, yeah, yeah. Now we got to figure that one out really quick. The listeners that are was, dying to know what right the four thousand. It was right next to it, I think. So back on uh, page two. Then we, have, then we got to move on. This isn't the most exciting news <laughs> item. There it is. You got your mouse right over it. That's the next no, one. Five hundred. That one. That's it. Oh, that's a, yeah. That's a processor card. The picture doesn't make oh, it look it? like a computer oh, okay. to me. All right. Oh, oh, that's well. reasonable. That was reasonable. Four hundred thirty pounds. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, anyway, there we go. So that's the Southwest Amiga Group auction. Uh, it's probably not really that relevant because most of it will be finished by the time you hear this. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. We'll, <laughs> we'll see if Pixel Guide was able to sneak out one item that they want. It's news anyway. And why is there a password and username in here? Uh, no, that was to, just in case it wouldn't go into the oh, into the auction without so I, my stuff. I'm going to keep that there for now because I want to use it to get that controller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when I cut and paste this into the show notes for the episode, I'll, I'll remember. Please to remove that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please do. Please do. So anyways, this is a very non-retro thing. No, yeah. But exactly. we've talked about about it okay uh it's the game Fortnite, mm -hmm. and we've all I, I think i know eric you and i've tried i don't know if tim you've ever even tried Fortnite. No. But, and i always mention that like 
I was excited about the idea of all these people fighting in, in a big old battle arena, right? And you yep. fight to the last. But it became this weird thing where there's this building mechanic and they could build these towers. And, and it's like the most ridiculous thing. And the whole game became who can build the towers the fastest and like shoot each other from these towers. And it wasn't even about like shooting people anymore. It was more just right. like, I don't know. Stuff. So they came out with Fortnite Zero Build, which is the same game, but no building. Interesting. My son, my son got way into Fortnite and was very good at it. He'd come in first all the time when I would watch him play. And he got so good. It was mesmerizing to watch him play because he would, he'd, he'd sit there and like build like what you're talking about. Yeah, like build, but drove he, me nuts. He could build these towers like super quickly and, and, and go up and down these towers. And I, I, I did wonder why. I was like, well, that's kind of a weird yeah. element to the game. Mm-hmm. And it became kind of the whole game. Well, you had to be any good. You had to be good at it to be able to be good at Fortnite. You got to be a builder. Yep. I'm curious how much the CD32 went for. 180. That's good. That's, that's, that's good a value. value. That's a exactly. value. That's that's what I mean. That Cyberstorm for, to go for 1,000 on there. If that went up on eBay, that'd probably go for about two and a half. I would have thought. Well, it might still, unfortunately. Well, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Not not the guys that go to Swag. They wouldn't do that. Good. 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 Uh, next item on the docket is back to you, Tim. Yep. So the uh, 2022 Reset 64 Craptastic game competition. Um, the they have done a compilation of all the entries now, and it's now available for you to get in one handy pack um, from the Reset 64 uh, itch.io page. Um, and that was kindly done by the guys over at Mega Style, who've put quite a few games in normally onto the onto the Craptastics selection as well. Yep. Um, so it's all done in one nice, neat little pack with a nice little menu on it, so you can I'm select gonna, it. I'm gonna have to get that because I did download all the games individually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's been some some great games in that. Yeah, I haven't played them all yet, but I played a substantial amount. This one looks familiar. This one was released last year, but it must have been updated it looks very similar at least mm, don't remember that one from last year i can't remember the name of that but yeah, okay. i try so i'm not gonna remember any of the names off the top of my head but i t- i tried this game this puzzle game yeah which was actually pretty cool it was a little mind uh screwy um it was written by arlasoft and it, i can't see the name on it so i can't unfortunately i can't remember the name of what the actual game is but you drop these boxes kind of tetris style if you, you look try to match this, up. if you look on the games list, it'll probably say who's done the art by Arlasoft. So that might give there you a you name. There you go. I'll, I'll look it up in a second. But you yeah. drop matching numbers on each other, and then it becomes one block with the bigger number, and then you keep dropping down, going higher and higher. I think it goes up to nine until you finally clear the boxes off the screen. Yeah. It's a pretty cool little puzzle game idea. Um, let's it's look 20. Here. It's called 20. It's called 20. Um, I know there are some other games that we've tried in... Um, these aren't in, in any order right here, right? These are just all yeah, the there's, games. There's Correct. Brum Brum down the bottom. By Roy That's Fielding. Brum Brum by Roy. <laughs> it's a fun Roy. game. It's very tricky to it try is, to get good it at is. it. The control mechanic is different. It's literally it? a one-button game, but you, it controls the way you turn. You alternate turning It goes in, in circles, doesn't it, almost? Yeah. Actually, I did play that one as well. Now yep. you say that. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, there's Circles, which is just brilliant. Circles is amazing. Yeah. That's probably the game I've played the most there so far is. out of the list. Yeah. And then there's Ant as well with uh, Top Hat Challenge, Ant Stiller. Yep. Where you go, Ant? And then I got really into the Marble game, Marble Boy. Marble yep. Boy is just brilliant. And <laughs> just I'm hoping, fantastic. I think I mentioned it already, but I'm hoping they make that game extend it, extend out. it out to like a full 64K. Because everything about that game is brilliant, except that there's only one level right now. Yeah. 
but if there was like a 20 levels or you worked way up, kind of like a space uh, taxi kind of a thing, or I'm not sure exactly how they'd do it, but uh, that would be yeah, essential game of the year for me. Yeah, and that uh, what uh, that 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 one there the with the square block swinging i can't remember what that one's called that's brilliant i enjoy that one and then that um oh where you've got to pop the bubbles and that sort of thing that's a great one um <laughs> oh this this really rubbish descriptions but um we'll have to we'll have to go through and play some more before we yeah. give vague descriptions of games we can't name right there, now there's exactly. some, just f- some fantastic ones on there if i see the list i'll probably probably find the go up a bit um oh, that's it poke 4k poke 4k by pro poke 4K. yeah that's it yeah that is brilliant absolutely excellent game gotcha gotcha cool all right moving on in the news this one's a big one for me i was excited to see this finally get announced we discussed the um model 2 genesis mini that mm-hmm. was going to be coming out in japan it's been announced that on october 27th the uk and uh north america will get Excellent. The Genesis Mini. They've also announced that they're only going to release 10% of the amount that they released for the first run. Oh. So if you want one, <clears throat> get in quick. let me get one, and then you get in quick after me. Yep. <laughs> um, they also released the, all the games. So right now this video is going through all 60 games. There's actually a few more as well. And there's some very, very cool additions. It's very shmup heavy. If you like shmups, you're going to be very happy. But there's yep. a lot of other stuff. You know, we're looking at Afterburner 2 on here. It's um, got a Herzog's Vi, which I love that game. Yeah. That was, that's yeah. that's an awesome it's game. It's a good one. Yep. And Rainbow Islands, Revenge of Shinobi. It's and like, it's got the CD titles on there as well, which is really good. Yep, which gets to, they get to that shortly. But uh, they have Night Trap on here for you, uh, Tim, <laughs> your favorite. Sewer Shark. Sewer Shark. <laughs> some of the, they do have Sonic 3D, which is actually, I think, an under loved game i think everyone was so shocked by it, how different it was they didn't like it at the time but i, I think it's actually it. pretty I fun love that game um this game i thought so this game's called ninja warriors and it's a blue ninja who's a dude and i'm pretty sure that's a, a female ninja in so. red because there's this big old blonde uh ponytail sticking out the back which i think is hilarious because if you're going to wear a ninja outfit so you can blend into the dark right so why do you have your big old ponytail yeah, hanging out the back the ponytail yeah. hanging out there <laughs> exactly you and pointed out one of my favorite games, yeah, too. Yeah, Elemental Master. That's, that's epic, isn't it? Yeah, it's absolutely great game. In fact, yeah. I've been thinking about putting that on the Battle of the Systems coming up, hopefully. Um, anyways, it keeps going. Red Lots of Sega CD games, like a substantial amount of them. Uh, some tongue-in-cheek, some legitimately decent games. Uh, Rystar. is on there. Crusader Senti is on there. Which is a big deal. That's a, a Zelda clone mm-hmm. that some say is better than Zelda. So. Yeah, yeah. The ooze. The ooze. Earthworm Jim. Vector Man. I love Vector Man. And then there's some of these. These are interesting. So these are, they kind of listed some of these extra games. Star Mobile. Never heard of it before. Looks like it's a, I don't know I if think it's a I've Japanese seen that one game. Before. Yeah, I think I've seen it before. Uh, this one looks as Japanese as well. It's called Spatter. Spatter. Never heard of it. Looks yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Um, Super Locomotive. Well, that's a new one on me. I mean, I'll, so. Oh, wow. That looks like um, Loco on the Commodore 64. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Here's a shmup-looking game called Devil and Pie. Yeah. Anyways, there's some cool stuff on here. Yeah. I need to get me one of those. Yep. I'm hoping to get one for myself as well. The price did go up. I think the first time it was 60 bucks, and um, I think they're asking near 100 now. Mm-hmm. But with uh, that many games on it, I think it's got to be worth it, isn't it? I'll pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we've got that. a million and one other ways to play those games, it's not the same, is it? But having it all on one console like that. Yeah. 
So I don't usually bring these ones up, but it's funny when people come out with stuff. First of all, there's a ton of Sonic fan games out there, and Sega embraces them and like even advertises for people. Yeah. And of course, Nintendo does the opposite. But somebody created Super Mario Brothers in Unreal Engine 5, and it's like I wish I could play the audio on this. Actually, Eric, if you turn up, uh, turn that knob, it'll pop really loud, and then just keep turning. Ooh. Yep, it does that. That's what it does. Spicy. It is spicy. The music is like super daunting. It's like this really dark. But this is the level one for Super Mario World. I don't hear any audio. Oh, is it not doing audio? No. It's, oh. It might be coming out for the listeners. Oh, I know why us. it's not. Okay. No, it's not. But anyways, okay. it's really dark and um, dreary looking, but it's like 3D Mario. You can tell this is level one just by the layout of the blocks and everything. And it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. It looks like a perfect 3D that Mario game. That is crazy, game. isn't it? And then look at him throw these fireballs. Um, the lighting effects are amazing. And then the, the Koopas get all, like, devilish. And, like, <laughs> he stepped on it and blood squirted out everywhere. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> Nintendo insane. are not going to allow this. No, they don't like never, this. Never, never. But it's a brilliant concept. So, anyways, it looks super cool. And the music's amazing and the transitions and everything. So, anyways, I wish, that, I wish they were allowed to get away with some of this stuff, yeah. you know? You never know. You never know, but I doubt it. So check that out. We have it in the show links, as always. So here's uh, some a rumor coming out. Ooh. Kind of a rumor, but this link will show you. So Konami has re- renewed its Suikoden uh, trademark, which people are very excited because have you, have you guys played any of the Suikoden RPG series? I've heard about it, but no. So it's a pretty amazing. I, I started a campaign many many years ago to play this game, and um, I I didn't finish the game at all. But you can play as a. There are like so many different characters you can play as in Suikoden, so it's kind of unique. That's what kind of gives its its unique spin. So as you're playing through the game, you can bring somebody into your party and like play as a different character. And it keeps the game very interesting because they all have different skill sets and things like that. But it's a very, very highly regarded game that had got a lot of, or I don't know if a lot, but it got sequels and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So people are excited because they think that because the trademark got renewed, that Konami is working on a modern Suikoden game. So anyway, just something that I heard as retro news and thought that it was interesting. So... There you go. Mm-hmm. Speaking of comebacks. Yeah. And the Spectrum Next and other computers, the Mega 65. Um, there is a Japanese company that is coming out with the MX3. Wow. You enjoyed the MX1. We love the MX2. Two. And your mind will be blown. <laughs> with the MX3. <laughs> MX3. <laughs> uh, so you go on the show notes here. They have a little mock-up here. It looks really cool, this translucent thing. I don't know what it will actually look like. Obviously, it's got an SD card in the front here, some USB, as well as actually DB9 ports in the front. Uh, but if you're a fan of the classic Japanese computer that was big in Japan and pretty much nowhere else, uh, the MXX 1 and 2, they're doing basic. They even call it down here uh, the, the, the MSX version of the Spectrum Next. So that's yeah. really the same concept they're going for as well. So. And they have a bunch of uh, information here about previous computers and what they're hoping to do, what they're not doing. But um, and I, I try. I, I was cool. going to put this news item in because I read this and I was very excited about it. I was like, "Wow, MSX three! I mean, if the price is right, 
Uh, I'll jump on that. that. That would be a blast. But it'd be good for me because I've only got the MSX1. I haven't got the 2 as a physical hardware, so that would be a good, good jumping point for me as yeah. well, I think. So my next one here is, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Batocera Linux kind of uh, install for gaming. Like This is kind of like RetroArch. So if you download this, you could put it on, you, you literally don't have to wipe your PC out and install this. You can just install this on a USB thumb drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. You install it, you put it in there, put your ROMs on there, and it's a really, really cool, pretty, easy to use front end for uh, emulators for playing tons of games. So, I mean, even though we're not huge fans of emulators, it's a very clean, works well. I actually did one of the very first iterations of the Batasera Linux a long time ago. I tried it on my PC at home and it worked flawlessly, even back then, like in its early iteration. And this is the latest version. This is a nice little, this link will take you to a nice introduction. Uh, easy way to install this. You just pop it on a USB stick and you can take your PC and and it goes it, it goes into some pretty advanced emulation like PS2 and N64 like it goes into some of the higher end um, emulation modes. So hmm. very cool. If you haven't heard of this and you want something as an alternative to RetroArch or, or you know, MAME or whatever, this is a great front end for, for converting quickly your PC into that. So it's kind of like an emulation to go, isn't it? Yep, exactly. Because so I could just bring my, car, my USB stick over here. We stub it in your PC with some controllers and we're good to go. Very cool. So I guess they've got two sets of binaries for that as well. Yep. So they've got one for Linux and one for Windows. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, you, you couldn't put the Linux one into a, a Raspberry Pi one into a PC. That's it's right. it's going to be different Correct. platform. Correct. Yeah. Yep. 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 I'm going to have yep. to look into that. Sounds intriguing. It does. And know what else is intriguing? <laughs> as I get back to our news. Uh, this is actually more of a, it's, I mean, I don't know how true this could be. I think somebody randomly speculated, or maybe they even put this on Retro Dodo just to get clicks and views. Get some clicks. But apparently, rumor has it that the next two movie or games that are going to be turned into movies from Sega. Yeah. Because Sonic's doing so well. It is. Are Comics Zone from the Genesis uh-huh. and Space Channel 5 from the Dreamcast with Ooh La La. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this. I mean... I think both of these would make great movies, yeah. but there's no reason to go back and take this not very well known by anybody but retro gamers IPs and pay for them and actually like just make a game that's like com- Comic Zone or make a movie that's yeah. like it. Yeah, know? I mean, I, I guess out of the two, probably Comic Zone is probably the more well known, I suppose, isn't it? I could see uh, Space Channel 5 being more just like Spice World 2, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd just be like a music and dancing thing with these yeah. little like Muppet guys in the background. Yeah, yeah. Whenever I hear about comics, and I always think of I, I caught some clips the other day of the the Incredible Hulk movie that came out a while ago that had Eric Bana who played he was the actor who played the Hulk. Yeah. But it was in the comic book style, so like you know panels would come through and yeah, you'd see cool. different action things. I mean, they made it to where it looked like a comic book, and that make, always makes me think of Comic Zone. Comic Zone is a cool game if no one's uh, played it who's listening. Where yeah. You're literally like playing through the pages of a comic book. Exactly. And, like, yeah. Throw yeah. a bad guy through the margins and then he breaks into the next the next image and you hop over there and you fight that image and then yeah. stuff so, happens. You fall into so, another image. Yeah, so unique at the time, that one, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so I've got the next one. Uh, so this is, well, it's really more Eric as well um, because I think you've actually tried this out. But uh, I noticed there was a new uh, core for the Mister, which is the Missile Command. 
Um, this was done by Jimmy Stones. Um, I think it's still in test. Is it like a beta one? Did you? No, it's it pretty much finished. I is mean, it? it might technically be beta, but I played it and it's perfect. It is absolutely perfect. Looks really good. And it works with uh, trackballs if you have one for your mister. Um, I don't have one yet. I'm working on trying to get one, but it it's beautiful and it works exactly like the arcade. It is it is exactly like it. It's great. In fact, I put this in my in a catching catching up for next episode. Oh right, yeah. I put Missile Command in there, but then I crossed it out because I was like, we're going to talk about it right now. Yeah. But I played it and it's it's great. You can switch between your your uh, missile silos and you can it, it, it's Missile Command. I mean, I don't know what else to say. But it's it's perfect. Perfect on the Mister. Works with trackballs. Perfect. So. Done a great game. Yep. Yep. Know what else is perfect, Eric? What's that? Your next news item. Classic game publisher Sunsoft. I'm sure you guys have heard of yep. Sunsoft. Oh yeah. Yep. Is is coming back? They're coming. That back. actually is huge news. Woo-hoo. You saved the best for last because they are. They made some great Nintendo games. They really did. In fact, I would say one of the premier publishers on the Nintendo for with sure. games like Blaster Master, Batman. I mean, they did a lot of just super cool games, and if a, you know, if if companies like Team Seventeen and stuff like that can come back, Sunsoft is is ripe for the picking there. So, I'm looking forward to this. I don't know what they're working on right now, but they are they're um, they're re- reviving their retro back catalog. Um, but I think they're going to start working on some newer stuff as well. I think it's funny they this article chose to pick games like Blaster Master, good. Batman, good. Fester's Quest, yuck. <laughs> they have a lot of good games. They don't need to go Fester's Quest here, but um, they is also that an talked Adam's about Family Tie-in, Is it Fester's Quest from uh, Adam's Family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Fester, yeah. It's I've, just, they made I've it not super seen hard it, over here. Yeah, okay. Uh, but they mentioned uh, revi- releasing beloved retro games like Gimmick. We I remember gimmick. gimmick. Remember when we played Gimmick? Yeah, yeah, played it for the show. That was a fun game. I have to say this this uh, announcement video is a little weird though. It's super. Yeah. There's Gimmick there's right gimmick. there. Yeah. It's got this like anime guy talking to you, which I'm a little makes me feel a little uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that game looks cool. Now I'm just going through and enjoying the NES style stuff. It looks like a whole video of one cutscene, doesn't it? <laughs> right. <the> game. <laughs> All right. And that, my friends, is the news. Um, the only other news item, Tim, is that uh, we want to make sure you guys check out our YouTube channel, which at this point is pretty much Tim. Oh no, you guys have done some videos. We've done some stuff, but yeah. you keep putting out the hits. <laughs> you keep putting out the <laughs> hits. Out the hits Tim. Super so popular. Check out uh, Tim's videos as well as some other ones that Eric and I did in the past on youtube.com forward slash pixel guide in. And now it's time for us to dig into six good games. Six good and this month on six good games tim what do we got uh we've got four good games and two games that i chose oh that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think i think you didn't understand the concept of the of the segment here we're covering 3do games yeah um and uh we each picked two as we do and we talk about them we make sure they're good Mm -hmm. uh and by we i mean eric and i yeah (laughs) And, uh, and and listen, 3DO gets derided a lot, like like out on the internet. Because people like Tim. Yeah, people like Tim. They say, oh, 3DO <laughs> sucks and this and that. And I wanted one for a long time just to see what all the fuss was about. I like it. I did not have that hard of a time finding good games. Great games? Yeah. Correct, correct. It's a little hard finding great games. Finding good games, though, I didn't have a problem. I found probably five or six games that I thought were good. 
And what I'm proud of is all the games we chose, mm-hmm. when they were released, were exclusive to the 3DO. Exclusive so these for are that all time. Yeah. 3DO-centric games. They now, started course, their life on 3DO, but then they did get ported to other things. But they started their life there. But they typically got ported because these companies were banking on 3DO. Yes. And then there was these other random companies like PlayStation, something yep. like that. Yeah. And then when the 3DO is like, okay, this isn't happening, it's not working, guys. And those those companies are like, eh, okay, we're gonna hop, we're gonna jump yeah. ship. Yeah. Take those games and put them on something else. And, they and are what, 3DO games. Yeah. And one thing about the 3DO, it is like my nemesis type of console. I hate cutscenes. Yeah. And almost every game has like these FMV 90s cutscenes. That's what makes it so beautiful. It makes it beautiful for historical reasons, but yes. I don't like cutscenes in games. So, like when these when they come on, I'm just like, oh no, here we go. Well, and the best part is not only do they have cutscenes after like every gameplay element. Yeah, yeah. They don't just have cutscenes; they have your gameplay, and then it stops. Yes. Audio and everything that's black for three seconds. Then there's a cutscene. Then it stops and goes black for five seconds, and then it goes to some piece of gameplay. Because yeah. the because the CD is not the fastest <laughs> CD say, player. Yeah, you gotta so. you gotta love that single speed CD. <laughs> so you gotta load them up, and it's like and it's grinding, and then it loads it up. But I love the controller. I think the controller fits my hand really well. It's really nice. Yep. And I love how they're daisy chain. I think that's pretty novel. You daisy chain the controllers together. And you got the uh, headphone socket on the front he- as well. Which is novel because yep. the first time I had ever seen that was on an Xbox 360. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is the coolest thing ever. So you're ahead of their time. And yeah, they were ahead of their, of their time. time. Yeah. They, they really were. They really were. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Now, in preparation for the show, today specifically, we went and played. We got the 3DO out, my 3DO out. And we actually used that daisy chain. Which, by the way, I love the concept as well. But what I did realize is you don't want to do that when you have a hardwood floor. Yeah. Because you yank a little too hard on, uh, we were using the light gun. And then Eric's really nice new controller, which we'll talk about in a bit, smacked on the ground. I got super scared. <laughs> we don't even know if it works. <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then I plugged it into my controller. I put my controller right on the ground so it didn't get pulled off as well. Yep. Um, and also in, prote- in preparation for this segment... We uh, went out to a local brewery, since we're up here in my neck of the woods in Grass Valley, and about 20 minutes uh, uh, west of that is Penn Valley, where you can find Bull Mastiff Brewing. So we got the Bull Mastiff Kentucky Pilsner, or Pentucky. Pentucky. So I'm going to let Tim pour a little bit of that, because we're going to split a little bit. Pour as much as you want. And I'll take the rest. I'm using the Doug mug here. Doug mug. Doug mug. Dougie mug. Just a simple pilsner. Shouldn't have too much to say about this one, but Bull Mastiff um, makes some great beers. Um, they have a, a hazy and an IPA West Coast as well. They're both very delicious, and uh, their pilsner is a solid pilsner. Honestly, after this heat wave, it. pilsners, right up, they're right up our alley. Yep. Cheers yet again, Cheers, guys. Friends. Boom. Boom. Nice golden color, it by is. the way. It's pretty crisp, isn't it? Frothy head. Yep. Good crisp Pilsner. That is good. That is, for a Pilsner, that's perfect. That's nice. Perfect. Perfect. Crisp and to the point. right. So out of 91 uh, 3DO (laughs) cutscenes, what are we giving this Pilsner? Mm. Let me take another sip here, but I... It's very bright and very crisp. Yep. I'm going to go with a solid 75. Yeah, so uh, 
it's lacking a little bit of flavor. Like there's not a lot going on other than it is crisp. It's refreshing. Um, it, it's, it, it's a good beer. It's very good. It, it, sometimes the Pilsner should have a little bit of flavor of some sort. This one is a little watery. If anything, it has a slight bit of more bitter than flavor. Correct. Mm. There's a little bite. I actually like bite. it. Though. I actually like it. So do I. Um, I do like it. Um, so out of 91, we said, I'm going to do... 90. Out of 90, we're going to... I'm going to do... Uh, you did say 91. Oh, well, I'm yeah. saying 90. Do you have to redo your rating now, Tim, or are you still so good with 75? <laughs> still good. Okay. I'm going to do... Uh, I'm going to do 70. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. I'm going to do so 70. Just like these guys said, uh, out of uh, 89, <laughs> I... It's changing. I'm going to go 78. It's it's the man rating scale, isn't it? Changes yep. all the time. When I keep lowering that number, your your ratings get higher and higher. That's my goal there. I do like it. I like it a lot. Very good. All right. Well, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Tim. We're gonna do a compliment sandwich here. I do a lot of compliment sandwiches in my life, uh-huh. oh, okay. which means if we have something good to say, we put the the, the, the negative one in the middle, balance, and it then out. put another good one. So, uh, Eric, let's start with your pick, and then we'll go Tim, yeah. and then we'll go with me. How about that? <laughs> My first one's uh, probably going to be the most popular known one on the 3DO by any, probably our listeners as well as anyone else. I think it's, if if there was an unofficial mascot to the 3DO, 3DO. this would be it. This is Gex. That's how it's pronounced, right? Or is it Gex? It's Gex because it's a gecko. It's a game based, platforming game based around this lizard. Very cool guy lizard who wears sunglasses. Uh, So... Made by Crystal Dynamics. It's very hip and trendy. And, of course, it starts with a cool little cutscene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. I had never played it before. Um, it, there's a, there is a story behind it, but, and I did read it, and I don't remember too much about it. I think what happens is this bad guy sends, like, the little robotic fly into you, and you're sitting there playing video games or watching a movie or something, and you eat this robot fly and then it sucks you into this tv virtual world platforming game i think very 90s very 90s very 90s theme um and that that theme follows in many games yeah (laughs) but beautiful colors in this game amazing sound um it it is a platformer though with some unique twists you're running around there there are um what do you call the worlds like the overworld map the overworld map and you go in every component or node of the overworld map is a little tv and your goal on each level is to find a remote control of all things very 90s just like the movie remote control yep big chunky remote control so you're going around these levels but some of the cool uh control features of this is you can climb walls like a gecko like you can stick to side walls and climb up the walls on certain parts of the levels, there are walls like uh, in the 3D plane, like walls behind you, and you can climb the walls behind you. And oh, that's right? cool. Yeah. And while you can't jump um, while you're climbing the wall behind you, you can't. It, it, it's helpful to get to other places on the levels. So it almost gives you a kind of depth to the to the game. Now you're going around, you're collecting up these little golden flies, um, which give you points. And if you get, I think, a hundred of them, you get an extra life. And meanwhile, your gecko has a couple of abilities. He can tail slap, which gets rid of enemies. And when he jumps, you can like tail pound down to break things below you. So mm-hmm. you can enter parts of the thing behind you. Um, there are power-ups throughout, which I found really cool. And I might get this backwards because I don't remember. It's been a while since I played. If you tail whip 
a power up, you get extra life. If you, no, no, if you eat it, I'm sorry. If you eat the power up with your tongue, which is another button, you get extra life. If you tail whip it, you get a power up. Right. So that that's right. That's right. That makes okay. sense because if you eat it. So it, I think that's really cool because let's say you like the power up you already have and you don't want to change it. Mm-hmm. You can just eat it, eat the, the power up to get extra life, to get extra life. <laughs> you go around all the different levels and you find the remote control, which takes you back to the overworld. Then you exit the level. You go back to the overworld. You go to the next level. You go to the next level. Every overworld is a different type of world. Like the first one is a cemetery. Are they like movie-based? I think they're movie-based, yeah. The first one's a cemetery, and then I honestly can't remember what the second one was. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll see if uh, this YouTuber can get yeah, far enough in yeah. this game because he's an awful game player, he, he or he she. Is. Exactly. He's an awful game player in this video that it's we're watching. Probably the video I did. This was exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, there he was walking against the back wall. Yeah, see, there he is oh, walking yeah. against the back wall. You can still, like, fight. You can use your tail whip and stuff. You just can't jump. Yeah. But it's neat to get around certain elements in the game. It's kind of so. like Super Mario World when they when he goes on the chain link fences. I yep. love that rotation of the character. That, that's really nice. The sprite animation on this is fantastic, yeah. as yeah. well as the music in this game is really, really good. Of the games, I downloaded 11 or 12 games and burned them to CD. Of all the games, I got to say this is probably my favorite game other than the next game I'm going to pick. As far as gameplay is solid on this, I mean, it is a solid platformer. So it almost has a uh, an Amiga. Um, I was just European about, I was platformer on, yeah, vibe. I was hanging on to say that I, I reckon this was started out as an Amiga game, and then they uh, sort of like built it up um, for uh, for the for the three D. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed that there is a. I don't know the the internals on these devices, but I do find that there is something about the 3DO and the um, the CD32 that is very similar in the feel of the games and the graphics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I did find out that RJ Mickle, RJ Michael. Michael. Yep. See, I said Michael, and then Bill Basario on our interview corrected didn't correct me, but he said Mickle. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So he said Mickle, you say Michael. Well, I don't know who it is. Most of the people I know that say it say that, that's Michael. what I thought. Yeah. I, okay. I just they also thought. say tomato. Tomato. Exactly. But a potato. RJ Michael developed the 3DO. He, and then he did the Amiga too, which he didn't do the CD32 specifically. The 1000. So he had a hand in both of them, so I have a feeling there's some DNA that's yeah. shared between both right. of them. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so it's amazing and Gex you can't go wrong playing Gex on the 3DO. I think it's one of its uh, flagship games. Yeah. The end. What, what do <laughs> you guys drop. think? What do you guys so think? So, again, we'll make, we, Tim and I both noticed that it looks very Amiga-esque and very European platformer, which yeah. typically instantly turns me off because I've never found one of those I enjoy. Um, but I feel like this one is fine-tuned enough. It's not like go catch all of these. Because there's little coins and flies, and there's things everywhere yeah. Yeah. that you yeah. collect. But I don't think the point of the game is you have to collect a bunch of these to open a no. door to go to the next door to collect a bunch of things to go open the next door. It's not that thing. Not to mention, it's not like all sorts of different things. It's literally power-ups are those golden mosquitoes or whatever they okay. are, flies or whatever. Um, I did look it up just now. Oh. Crystal Dynamics, who made the game, is actually right out of Redwood City. So basically, we're not not too far from there. It's just below San Francisco. Yep. Uh, just above San Jose. Um and it's, founded it, by Judy Ling and Madeline Canepa and Dave Morris, so and it's still primarily female, which is cool. I think they're still in business. Yep, they have more than three hundred uh, employees as of twenty twenty two. 
owned Crazy. by Square Enix and Eidos Interactive Embracer Group. What are they making? I, we got to find out what they're making these days. Over 300 employees. That's a substantial size. Says it there on the screen. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot, few. lot of the Tomb Raider stuff. Oh, I guess yeah. I guess they've continued on the um, Tomb Raider franchise from Core. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And before that was Idos. Was Idos? Idos is a publisher. Idos, Core, that's right, Core was that's the right. people that originally developed um, Tomb Raider. Okay. Have you played this one, Tim? Nope. You need to. I didn't play it either. I remember remember uh, Becca's sister when we were younger playing on the PlayStation. Yep. So at that point, it already jumped ship. Um, but no, great looking game. It's got that 2D gameplay, but with the 3D uh, like generated kind of like a Donkey Kong Country yep. look to it. And I think what's one of the things I think uh, I've noticed for the most part about the good games on the 3DO is they the good games, kind of like the Saturn, are the ones that own the fact that it does 2D better than 3D and mm-hmm. kind yep. of yeah. stick to that. Yeah, It's like, hey, here's this 3D platform. It's wonderful for 3Ds. And it could do all these polygons. And then like you realize, yeah, but it still does 2D way better. It's yeah. funny. A 3DO's yeah. flagship game. It's got 3D in the title. Yeah, and its flagship game is a 2D platformer. Yeah, yeah, but it looks 3D. Yeah, you know. it has yeah. 3D look to it. Yeah. So anyway, that, it is a great, great game. So do play it. Nice. Okay. All right. So now for the white stuff in the middle of the Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's talk about this turd sandwich. <laughs> so we're gonna go next with Autobahn Tokyo. Autobahn Tokyo. You say that in <laughs> such a jovial way. <laughs> Well, you got to build it up, haven't you? You got to, yeah, yeah. you got to try. So, my interpretation on this is six good games, yeah. But I wanted to try and find things that was a bit more off the beaten track, and I don't think you get more off the beaten track than these two that I've chosen. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, Autobahn Tokyo is a 3D racer. Um, it was launched in 1995 uh, by Panasonic which I'm, I'm guessing maybe it was a pack-in title over in Japan when mm. it was released. Um, poor Japan. It, essentially, it is a, I don't know, a poor man's version of Ridge Racer. Um, it's, if you were to look at some, some of the still shots of it, I think you'd probably think, mm, that could be a solid racer. Well, it's funny because I just watched, I played an entire game that was pretty much all still shots. Yeah. <laughs> you said this was the poor man's version. I would say it's like the homeless guy's version. <laughs> this is the homeless guy's version. <laughs> I think that the reason why I ended up with this one, and we'll go into the, the, other, the other game that I say, is that they're exclusive to this platform. Mm-hmm. They started out on this one. I don't think this you know, made it onto anything else. Um, but anyway, I'll explain a bit about the game. Um, you've got two different uh, driving, uh, two different modes in it. You've got, what was it, championship and time trial, I think it was. Um, championship, you can choose from uh, one of... Three tracks. F- three tracks and four cars. I believe that's right. And they've both got manual and auto. But the confusing thing is, is and you found it straight away, as soon as you're sort of like selecting, you're pressing uh, left or right yeah. twice... And the car's not changing. It's just going between manual and automatic. And you've only just got to see that down on the bottom of the screen. You've got to keep like, going I'm, over and over. You I'm gotta pressing go. the same car. Pressing the star. I want a different car. But you keep pressing. Yeah, you got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, so you can cho- choose your car. Then By the way, the, the four cars are the yellow one, the, the blue, blue one. one. <laughs> <And> the gr- <laughs> There's no like names. I mean, they look a little different. But yeah. It literally yeah. just 
Which, yeah. which color car is it? Uh, you, if you look at them, you can see kind of like vague similarities to some of the some of the <clears> Japanese cars. But yeah, um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a three D racer. Um, you run along at a reasonable clip, I suppose. Um, but the fr- yeah, glitchy things. <laughs> I just put that up on the video. Um, it's it's it is a bit glitchy. The frame rate is not fantastic. It's literally. I'm I'm trying to calculate it in my head. I would say six frames a second. Yeah. I'm gonna actually look it up. I bet someone's done the math. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is that gives you the illusion of speed, but it doesn't give you the illusion of like great graphics or smooth animation. Or the ability to control yeah. your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think it's and again it's one of those ones where you've got the different views, and I think it looks a bit better without the car in in the middle of the screen. Um. So like our cockpit view, yeah, it looks better. Yeah. yeah, I did the cockpit view because I felt like it ran just that much quicker. A little bit quicker, yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't having to calculate the car in the middle of the screen. Um, but anyway, this was, uh, an, like I say, an exclusive game to the system in Japan. Mm-hmm. Never got a port over here, probably because it was just awful. Um, <laughs> but again, I, I just got playing this game um, and... Eventually, I, I I don't know. I played it for sort of like twenty minutes, half an hour, something like that. So, look at that! That is this, awesome. The car it, he hit a car ahead of him. It's literally twerking in front of his car right now. Look, that's how baby cars are made. <laughs> that's what. Now there's two. Another car joined the fray. Yep. This is a glitchy, glitchy, hysterical mess. It literally is twerking. Like it like he twerking. he ran in the back of a car and it's like twerking. See, this is why I chose this game because it's so ridiculous. It's funny. Now fun. it's funny because the gameplay itself. It looks like it's a super arcadey game. Yeah. yeah, I'd say the gameplay itself actually was more simulator. Like you couldn't just take a corner because you felt like it. You yeah. had to slow down. Yeah. Problem is, it's hard to judge how fast or slow you're going when there's only six frames a second. Yeah. To yeah. to reference that, and even like the 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 HUD at the top where you've got the the times. Um, it, in some stages, it's really difficult to pick out the time. Um, because you've got stuff in the background that's this. Oh, now now this bit it looks like you're actually going backwards. It does. It looks, it looks <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so anyway, and Tim's favorite part, as you noticed while we were playing, when you hit certain speeds and go left and right, the line down the center of the road squiggles back squiggles and forth, backwards and forth, like and, it can't handle yeah, yeah. the speed of the 3DO. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the 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 math math for drawing the lines is not particularly brilliant on that one, um, yep. but. Anyway, so, so as a side note to this game, before Tim and I left uh, my house, we played Need for Speed, which is another thing that started its whole life on the 3DO. Which is a great game and probably should have been selected. <laughs> when we played it on the 3DO, it's pretty solid. It's uh-huh. a pretty solid racer. Now, if this game was the only racer on the 3DO, you could kind of forgive it. You could be like, okay, well, this is what it could do. This is it. But Need for Speed's way better, and we, it, it was—it's just solid, and it—it—it's it, fun. It's a fun little game. Hey, so. if we if we put a battle of systems with this game against a checkered flag on the on the Jaguar, yeah. Oh, oh wow, this one wins hands this one down. Win hands okay, down. Yeah. there we go. There we go. There are worse racers <laughs> yeah, out in yeah, the world yeah. for sure. Yeah. See the yeah. Sprinkles um, on the Oreo, <laughs> but there's no excuse because it's with Need for Speed. You saw that it could do it. It can uh, do it. It can yeah. do it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. in the hands of EA. <clears throat> But anyway, so that's Autobahn Tokyo Woof. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's interesting. I, 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 I liked learning about it. Uh, uh, exactly. You've learned something today. Correct. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my first game is a game that uh, 
ne- I don't believe ever left the 3DO. It's specific to the 3DO. It never jumped ship. And it's also a, depending if you're into these kind of games, it's a good to great game. Okay. Um, it is called The Horde, and I'm waiting for the video to come up here so we can address it. But it's a very interesting game. Now, what, what's interesting about it, um, to people who might not be familiar with it, is something that I'm not familiar with. But I think the game is Gears of War. In Gears of War, there's a mode called Horde Mode. And apparently that is uh, based off of this game. Okay. okay. Um, so if people have played Gears of War and are familiar with the Horde mode. My son used to play Gears of War, Gears of War all the time, but I don't remember the Horde mode. But Okay. So first and foremost, it opens up with this storybook fantasy v- FMV yeah. footage. And it's got Kurt Cameron. Kurt <laughs> Cameron, it. yeah. I always forget, was he from, was that Silver Spoons or Growing Pains? Which one was he? In. Oh, man. He was in one of those, but I don't remember. I don't, I'm going to get it wrong, and I don't want to get it wrong and have Twitter yell at me. So, Child star. <laughs> uh, and then he, he actually, well, I mean, as he got older, he started making uh, his, producing his own uh, Christian movies. By the way, they're actually really good. Good. A lot of Christian movies are super cringy, but they're actually really good. They'll make you cry. Okay. They'll, they'll, they'll bring you to your knees. Um, but anyways, the, the F&B, it's... Even though it's corny, it's actually pretty well done. They've got some big-name actors. You'll recognize people in these videos. Uh, as far as F&V goes, it's actually pretty solid. So, um, you know, it's definitely got the cheesy backgrounds and super close-ups because they're in, like, a, a small little room recording this Tiny whole thing. Little, but... With pretty cheesy backgrounds and, yeah. I, I, like, props. That's cool, though. Yeah. I, I think it actually kind of fits for this game. But yeah, uh, the game is basically two parts. It's one part uh, God game where you are basically this little scrawny person who was given this huge sword from the king because you saved him from choking on his food at dinner. And then there's this uh, baron guy who is, you know, the king's right-hand man, but he doesn't like you because he thought you were trying to kill the king, and the king said, no, he saved my life, and he isn't, he's unsure about you. So he gives you, in repayment, the deed to this piece of land that you must protect now. Well, it happens to be a piece of land where all these demons and things attack regularly. So you and your sword are protecting this town as it tries to grow and prosper. And the uh, so you basically phase one of each round is you um, fortifying your land, basically even like digging moats deeper. Uh, you can plant trees, which later when they grow, you can uh, harvest them to gain more money. Um, the villagers, if the town is doing well, will build more houses. And if the houses stay up, they'll build more and more farmland around the houses. You can eventually get cows and stuff. And it becomes basically you fortifying this land and then um, trying to ultimately make money off of it. But then once you're done with that portion of the game, you move to the second part of the round, which is you and your big sword that you can barely swing in a circle around you. <laughs> and the horde starts attacking. And it starts with like five or six demons. Yep. And you're, you just try to kill them before they do too much damage. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that, that's, a, that's one round. And you calculate how much money you spent versus how much you made and it adds up and you keep kind of doing that and eventually your the baron guy will come up every five or six um levels and tell you it's time for taxes here's how much you owe and your goal is to keep making more and more money by keeping the bad guys out and making the town thrive and uh it gets you know it's it's simple it's very quick but it gets uh more and more in depth and i think it's kind of like i was telling tim earlier it's kind of like when you play some city you start a city right and then you learn a thing or two, and you're like, shoot, now that I know that, I built it all wrong. And you start the whole game over again yeah. and start doing that, and you learn something else. You're like, oh, let's start over again. Um, and you are allowed to, every time you pay taxes, every five or six rounds, you can save. 
and you can buy some uh, additional abilities and things. And I could see myself getting super into this. I I played for a couple hours so far, but I keep learning more and more. So yeah, we played cool a little game. bit together. This was one we did a little research together with before the show, and it, it's great. I mean, I, I I could see myself getting into this one too. I mean, it it's got a lot of like world building, but it's not heavy on that. You know, there's an action part. Yeah. And I, what I find is that there is a cool strategy to it where you can create choke points with fences and moats and water so that you can delay the horde. Because the horde is going to come in from two different, two or three different angles. And if you can delay one of them from getting to you, you can go kill the other ones and yep. run back and kill the other ones. So there's some strategy to how you build out um, your land. Because they, they come in really quick, don't they? And they, they, do. they just take one swipe and that's your crops gone. Yep. And I just love the way, I mean, it, it's it's corny, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you totally look like this scrawny little <laughs> yeah. unprepared wimp with this giant sword you can barely handle. And somehow it works. Um, yeah, fun game. Right the on. Horde. Three the, the Horde. The Horde. Make sure you pronounce that D. Otherwise, we're not family friendly anymore. <laughs> So what's up next? The next uh, game. Is that... Who is next? That's you. Me? Yeah, yeah start the sandwich over. So you'll have to hand me that controller back there because oh, that's yes. part of my deal. One of the games that I found out was available on the 3DO and was the first one to make the jump from arcade to 3DO. So it came from the arcade, went to 3DO, was the first one there, and then it came to some other platforms is Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Turbo, Turbo. Now listen, I always tell you about my prowess as a Street Fighter master. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the truth is, the truth behind that is that I'm only good at really one Street Fighter 2 game, and that's Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Yeah. And I'm okay at some of the other ones. This one, I'm not good at. So I can't it, tell the difference between any of them. That shows my ability. <laughs> so Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for the 3DO has a different, much different art style than Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Mm-hmm. Really? I don't know how to explain it. It's a little more cartoony yeah. and not so much sprite-based. Like, it's, it's, it's... The Street Fighter 2 ones are very... Like, you can see the picture here. They're sprites. They're, they're pixelated sprites. The one on the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo for 3DO is... A little more, um, I mean, this is just a cutscene, but there, it's a little more like a cartoon. Almost like Street Fighter Alpha. Yeah, here, here, here's the Street Fighter 2 Turbo one. Hard to explain, but um, it's got a much different art style. And there are different characters you can play, like Cammy and... Uh, See the Northern Lights going on back there? Yep. Um, so what this, uh, what this offers... T-Hawk. Yep, there's T-Hawk. What this offers beyond Street Fighter 2, like most of the other ones, is... It also has a super bar at the bottom. So the more hits you get on your opponent, you fill up these super bars on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets full, it says super down there. And what you can do is for every character has a unique super move. And it does multiple hits on, on, on the enemy. So you do the super move and all of a sudden the screen kind of pauses and like there's a black shadow behind him that... Like, like almost like he's moving fast and he goes and he does like a, the super repetition hits on the enemy. And if you finish the, the guy that way, like you, you beat your opponent using your super move, you get additional points. Oh, you don't like pull his spine out and nope, spit on his skull? It's not mortal, mortal <laughs> point. Oh, no. And then another thing this has over the other Street, fi- street Fighters is that it, um, there's combos in it and they, they say like first attack, 3,000. Yeah. 
or five hit attack and like it tells you these little bonuses that you can do when you pick the game you can pick different game speeds so if you're a master you can just do like super fast competitions um but th- what i found was really cool also is that for the 3do which again wasn't yeah. the greatest selling capcom came out with a special controller for it because it is unique looking yeah the 3do controller only has three buttons, three buttons. and then two two bumpers right yeah. this one this capcom one has which eric's holding in his hand he is yep. indeed because I, I did go out and buy this one and it wasn't that expensive i think it was 40 bucks it's got a d-pad which feels really nice it's got the start start and select buttons it Playing has tools. the three buttons for the 3DO, but also the bumpers are in here, too. So, like, these two are the bumpers. Well, these two are the bumpers. These are A, B, and C. Gotcha, gotcha. And then there's an extra one here that would constitute the, the sixth button. You can um, play this just like a regular Street Fighter game, because you've got to have six buttons to play Street Fighter. Yeah. Trying to use the Genesis pad on the Genesis version of Street Fighter is a joke. The three button, man. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to hold the select button or hit the select yeah. button to switch between kicks. Hit it again to switch between punches. It's lame. You got to have one of these. And in fact, for the Genesis, I bought the same exact controller. Did you really? Yeah. So I have one of these for my Genesis as well. All huh. right. Capcom okay. came out with anything that they came out with their platform. They came out with these kind of nice little six button ones, and I was overjoyed to find they did a three. That is version. a goofy controller because for some reason the gate the button pad is yeah. tilted like twenty degrees off axis yep. from the rest of it. But it works. I mean, it, it's actually fantastic is for it? playing Street it Fighter. Just feels so weird. Um. You are 100% screwed if you're left-handed. Yes. <laughs> That's true. So, That's I mean, I don't, I don't think they make a, made a right-handed no, one. I think no. you, you get this or you don't get anything. You would have thought maybe they'd, uh, I don't know, but they, you could yeah. have done a twist on it. It would be cool to hit a button to reverse round. and then flip it over yeah. or something. I mean, something. You something. could have done something. <laughs> something. Um, yeah, so you, 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 you're left-handed. You are just, uh, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> Don't throw a fit. I wonder if there's some kind of transposition of this from the X68000, because the X68000 has a version of Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Multiple versions. They had one for PlayStation 2, but this is the first one came out on 3DO. Yeah, but um, because of the processor core yeah because on the 68 on the 68,000 obviously it's 68,000 I think the 3DO is 68,000 based so. as well yep. isn't it yep so I'm just wondering if there was kind of like a port of those two um between them there there might have been one thing I want to point out was one thing that's got criticism about Cammy's uh her, her, her cheeks her cheeks hanging out <laughs> yeah it, it seems to be a little bit more risque than yeah. the previous versions yeah no but one thing that's got criticism for performance was that um in the background if you notice the parallax kind of backgrounds like mm-hmm. watch what happens when it goes up and down you see how there's like some motion back yeah, there yeah. that's not on the 3do version it's very there's very slight isn't it compared to the arcade yep and yeah. in the arcade there was all these backgrounds that had some depth to them and mm-hmm. some movement uh, some parallax scrolling that's funny though because when you're playing the game you don't notice that you do not notice it <laughs> no. it doesn't no. it doesn't hamper my ability to enjoy this game i did play this for many hours on the 3do and i'm not very good at it yet but i'm getting better at it it it's fantastic beautiful version everybody did compliment the gameplay and that's what's important the characters do what they're supposed to do yeah. They all have their motions, uh, slightly fewer animation cells than the arcade game, but solid nonetheless. But the backgrounds is what everyone complained about, and oh, I don't whatever. get it. I whatever. Don't get it. 
So anyway, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo on the 3DO must-have. Look, look, they're even showing a little uh, the Ori uh, 3DO oh, controller. That's kind of a cool controller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, woof. It's time for Tim's pick. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Actually, this one, I'm, this one I'm, we played this game as well. Yeah. And this one I enjoy. We got fun out of it. A lot. Yeah, we got some fun out of it. So my next pick is Virtuoso. <laughs> when you first said that i was like what is this like a music program do you like, is like this <laughs> so this is a another game where it kind of like is so bad it actually turns into being a funny game and as cody found it it's it, there's some playability in it to a degree i guess um you gotta learn what's wrong with the system so you can exploit it and make it work for your advantage yeah <laughs> so this is um I don't know how to describe it. A third-person rock-out shooter. Rock-out. Uh, <laughs> Almost like a Doom, but even like, um, yeah, I mean, kind of Doom-ish. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you see your dude, though. You see the back of your guy. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's part of one of the one of the problems with the mechanic of the game is that you can't see through the dude. He's just there walking around. So with... if there's an enemy in the distance, but he happens to be in that perspective, in that line of sight... You, you can't, you see, can't him. see it. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, discuss the gameplay. This, and we'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll rip at it later. <laughs> we'll criticize it later, <laughs> or lack thereof. So this was published by Elite Systems. Um, came out again, as we say, just on the 3DO initially. Um, I think what they wanted to do with this game was kind of like exploit the digitized kind of realism that you could stream off of a cd so many bits to use yeah yeah let's 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 use all the all the things let's let's break out all the tools and by the way it's the 90s so let's give this some serious attitude yeah and 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 bring in the word virtual reality into it as well there you go <laughs> um so yeah so th this one you start out in the mars mission so it's mostly red uh, mostly dark and you're mostly walking around a uh, i don't know i guess it's like an arena to start off with isn't one, it? yeah it's just a big yeah, arena a big arena um and you've got a you get like a big um robot that looks a bit like ed 209 from robocop exactly like it yeah. like i was like what is this like a robocop <laughs> it is weird you are fighting like crab creatures and robocop creatures and bats bats and eventually like moth like giant moth we saw that giant and, spider like yeah. it was just and he, he was um oh look at that move Did you see that? yeah he flew by but he went to the side it yeah was just... yeah that's what you can use the shoulder buttons for do you notice that in this gameplay video like where we're just watching a random youtube video there's no radar you're right his radar is not up so there's typically we've played it there's a radar so you can tell when enemies were coming otherwise you're um, again yeah i was gonna say that is the 3do version maybe they didn't have it on the pc version that they converted or is later, there like but... you could put it in hard mode and the radar no, could be could disappears be. yeah like, we didn't look at the options in this so yeah um but anyway yeah so we're, we're discussing the the game more than about the game at the moment um it was released in 1994 by Elite Systems. As I've said, it was developed by Motive Time, I think it was. Um, and yeah, Virtuoso is a game where the player is a rock musician in the year 2055 who spends his time battling in virtual reality. Saying he's a rock musician is very generous. <laughs> well, the backstory is that he's a rock 
superstar okay. legend. Okay, I'll, I'll and, buy that. I'll buy that. And he's he can't go out of his hotel room because he's so such a super so rock famous. legend that he, he every time <laughs> he goes right, out he gets mobbed by fans. So the only thing he can do is stay in his hotel room and play virtual reality games. So that's kind of like the backstory to the game. And that's just, quite, a, the, quite a story. Just yeah. to describe it, like the guy's got a leather jacket. You see the backside of him the most. He's got sunglasses on when you see the front of him, but he's got long blonde hair. Yeah. Dual, dual wielding guns. Yep. They look like shotguns <laughs> he, from that last picture. Yeah. He is he is dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> like do you know Tim, do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, dog yeah, the, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. He is dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. This, this is the the game. Yeah. And the the I mean, it's a past, again, I always use this word, a pastiche of weird graphics that don't mesh at all. Mm-hmm. He looks like a dude walking and clearly in front of a terrible green screen. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Like public access television green screen. Enemies have nothing to do with each other. Uh, onks, for some reason, or you collect onks. Yeah. That's unrelated to any of this. Like, it is just garbage thrown on top of garbage. And <laughs> the piece de resistance, Tim, I'll let you talk about it. I want you to describe it in your words. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack. The soundtrack. It's the again. You kind of got this. The whole cheesy, really nineties digitized graphics, and then you throw into the mix some really bad, developed and sung rock music. It's like <laughs> it's like every garage band, like every seventeen year old garage band, uh, grunge band. Yeah, 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 and just like. First take. All right. Well, we'll just go with those vocals. That works. Yeah. The way I it's described hilarious. it. Yeah. The way I described it. You could be playing this game with the volume down in a pub or a bar, and then there's a cheesy rock band playing behind you. you. Yeah. You feel like you're playing it. Like you're physically in a room playing this game, listening to something Some else happening somewhere in the else. Background. It's completely disconnected from the game, isn't it? <laughs> yep. And if you were to walk around the corner, you'd see a, a high school like rock band playing for their parents. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and and again, like I say, you put all that into the melting pot. It, it's it's not. It really isn't the best game, but it's unique for the 3DO, I think. Um, and it it just has that. Oh, it's so bad! It actually turns into a game that's playable because <coughs> Cody Cody actually sat there and played it for ten minutes, which is. <laughs> I actually I, I wanted to keep seeing it wanted me to keep seeing more. I wasn't enjoying yeah. the gameplay. I was no. enjoying what I was seeing and hearing. I wanted, love B movies, by the way. Yeah, you wanted to see how and deep I wanted the to rabbit see more. hole goes. Yep, <laughs> and I, I'll probably go back and keep going because right now I'm watching on YouTube and he's gotten past where I got. But I kind of want to get there myself. Yeah. Honestly, it looks more interesting watching someone else play. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm on YouTube and I'm like, wow, you know, this kind of looks kind of halfway decent. But, but it's not. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I thought I'll, it's, it's, I'll approve it, this choice it's, for yeah, all yeah, reasons good, above. It's good talking point for the show. <laughs> I, I've loved watching and learning about it for sure. Like I, I like just that. Just the education I'm getting is amazing about that game. But it is like a woof. That uh, is woof. Woof. <laughs> All right, I think I have the last game yes, of do. the episode. And that is a game called Return Fire. Now, I turned down radio. this game initially because I thought uh, I'll go with Virtuoso. Not that this isn't a bad, this isn't a good game at all, um, but I just put Virtuoso in and I was going to do this one and then I saw you chose it. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I want to look this up really quick because I forget. Um... I, w- I was almost going to pick this game. Yeah. 
like swap out maybe Street Fighter just because I know you guys don't really dig Street Fighter. But no, I don't. I, 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 um, I, I did so. So just, this is Cody's pick, but I did play this significantly. I got about halfway through this game. So this is what I want to point out. So when I was playing this game, it's like an isometric 3D game, and it does it is true 3D until mm-hmm. it's being rendered. Yeah. And so just kind of like the, the Autobahn game, you can when you move around, things going to get wobbly, like the the, the the technology wasn't quite there to handle things smoothly. Yeah. Um, but when I'm playing it, I'm like, man, I'm enjoying this. And it feels like just like an old 8-bit, like top-down, mm-hmm. really straightforward. Because when I first started playing it, I couldn't figure out what I was doing. I went and read the manual. There's a manual built into the game, which is probably revolutionary for its time because it used to be paper only, right? Yep. But the manual was like, oh, basically t- was telling me, oh, no, no, no. This, there's like not a lot of strategy to this. You just pick a vehicle and you go out and you blow stuff up and then after you blow stuff up you expose the flag you go back you get your jeep and you go capture the flag and bring it back that's it it's capture the flag with vehicles um but it felt like just like an old school game just kind of with modern graphics and i this is what i found out um it was preceded it's actually a third game in a series preceded by a game called firepower on the commodore 64 okay right as well as a game called Return Fire, I'm guessing also on the Commodore. I don't, I'm not, I don't know that. For 98 sure. would have been really late. For, oh, that's 98. You're right. That, that would have been very late for. So I don't know. Let's look. Let's see. Uh, computer no. game for Windows. Yeah, PC game. Return Fire Two is PC. Yeah. Firepower was Amiga. Fire, was Amiga. Firepower yeah, Apple Two GS, the Commodore oh, was, 64. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's what I mentioned to you earlier, wasn't it? That it looked like Firepower. Firepower. That's right. Yeah. 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 Yep. So this is the third in the series. Third in the series, yep. Uh, So that being said, the game is, again, it's kind of isometric, but it could be, it might as well be top down, but it's isometric. Yeah. Um, And you are basically, it's, you know, riffing on the whole um, desert storm thing that was current at the time, I'm sure, Um, where it's all these, they're all islands, but you're basically a military force, either blue or brown. In this case, you are brown going against blue, whoever that might be. Uh, it starts with this little cutscene of basically a guy straight out of Wolfenstein 3D for some reason. Yeah. Uh, coming down these corridors into this underground bunker where you can be a helicopter, a tank, like an all-terrain vehicle. Kind of APC kind of thing. APC yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Or, a, or a Jeep. And then you pop out on a map. And um, I'm just going to, even though it's isometric, I'm just going to call it top-down. It reminded me of the viewpoint of like Jungle Strike, Desert Strike, like those those that series of yeah. games, a little bit like that. And you, like I said, you basically go through these deserts. There's trees that you can hit that stop you and they impede your path. Um, you go to enemy bases, which of course are built literally feet from your base. Um, not very realistic. Uh, there's these turrets that'll start shooting at you. You want to blow up turrets. You want to basically keep enemies from being able to kill you. Um, very cannon fodder like in the sense that if you blow up a building, all these people run out of the building and you can drive mm-hmm. drive over them with your vehicle and just smush them into little bloody piles. Isn't it funny how instinctive that is? Like I yeah. like I blew up my first building when I first played it and all these dudes walked out and I was just like, I'm just going to run them over. Yeah. Like yep. I just went yeah. squish, squish, squish and yep. you could run them over. Yep. So let me just say now, if you guys haven't played Firepower on the Amiga, this is 3D Firepower. Yeah. Simple as that. Is That's what it is. Yeah. And it's just brilliant. I haven't played Firepower for a long, long time, but now I see this, I can completely. I'm like, yes, I know now. <laughs> yep. You just uh, had a nostalgia bomb go yep, off in your head. Yeah. 
Um, and then when you die, the skull with the helmet on laughs at you. Um, I mean, there's not much to say about it. The people, when they're running away from you, if you don't run over them and kill them, they can throw grenades at you. They throw yep. hand grenades at you, which is annoying. <clears throat> um, if you're the helicopter, it, so each vehicle has completely different controls. Yep. Controls you, and special skills, yeah. So the helicopter can shoot, typically it shoots down at the ground, but if there's other vehicles in the air, you can shoot horizontally at the air vehicles. If you're in the tank, you can shoot straight ahead or lob things up at air vehicles. Uh, this little, whatever you call it, ATV is what I was calling it. APC, APC armored personnel carrier. Can lay mines. Um, and then the Jeep is super fast, but it's actually really hard to control because it's so fast. Yeah. Uh, but that's how you grab the flags and run back. And it's weak firepower, but it's the only device or only vehicle that can grab the flag. Yeah. Yep. And that's uh, similar in firepower because I think you only had the tank and the Jeep. Yep. And then because you're on islands, there's water, shallow water next to the island. And then there's darker water outside of that. If any of the ground vehicles go into the darker water, they sink. Um, however, that uh, Jeep can um, become amphibious. So there will be set situations where maybe you go across to a small island with a helicopter, clear things out, find out the flags on that island. You have to go back to get your Jeep. Your Jeep has to roll up to the clear water, turn amphibious, and drive over the dark water to the new island to get the flag. But that's really all it is. So um, the way I always play these games is very cautious and slow. Mm -hmm. I sneak up on the one enemy I know is there, blow the crap out of it really quick, then like back off and then check, my, check everything. If I need to yeah. go refuel and everything, I'll go back and do it. Yep. So I'm very methodical about it, yeah. but it, yep. makes, it makes it easy, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, the game for me was get the tank, soften all the targets, like soften everything up. And if my tank gets destroyed, bring in the APC or something. And then you find the flag and then just take the Jeep, haul, haul butt over there, haul grab butt. it, haul back to your base, and you're done. <laughs> At that level. And that's the game. And it's got a password save system, so there's no Yeah, save. I found that weird because there is a save, there is a battery, or I don't know if it's a battery backed up, but there's a way to save stuff on the 3DO, and it's on the console itself. So it's not a memory card. Interesting. But there are slots. There are memory slots on there. I've saved a ton of games on there. They didn't include that in this. this it's, not to do it's, it. password, it's password only. And it, the good news is it's only four letters. So it's yeah, not it's like, easy. It's not like you have to put in a big, long code like some games. Um, it's four letters. It'd be fun if they picked like fun words rather than just random letters. But I agree. Like F-A-C-T, <laughs> fact. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, the last thing I will say is it's also... Um, you know, it brings out the evilness in us. And when you see a, a big old row of enemy tents lined up and you can just run over them and create little puddles of red, you like do it every time. Yeah. Cause that's you're... what I used to do in firepower. <laughs> I just used to run out of the building. It's <laughs> <Swat. Yeah. laughs> so that's my final game and our final game for six good 3DO games. And there's actually quite a bit more. I actually love the system. Mm -hmm. There's actually quite a few games that are really unique. Yeah. Worth playing. Uh, not a ton of great games, but plenty of good games. Um, even though Tim seemed to find only bad ones and, and had a bad first impression of the system. Well, I would say <laughs> I, I, I chose those games specifically for certain reasons. But I think for me, the main problem with my 3DO and looking at you, your guys' ones, I don't know whether I've got a problem with that or whether it's just the way I'm running it. But I had it running off of SVGA through my Medusa through and also svga directly into a crt and my screen is just constantly fuzzy and it actually huh. gave me a headache playing it for for a while interesting um, so yeah 
Yeah, it's really strange. So, yeah, play with it and give it another shot. Do we have any honorable mentions you want to throw out? I do. I have a couple. Um, first of all, uh, there's a version of Theme Park. I don't remember oh, if that I was love Theme Park. I don't remember if it was a first for the like first out on 3DO and then went to other other no, places. No, Theme Park was Amigo. Oh, there was an Amiga version. Okay. No, where it came out first on yep. the Amiga. So yeah. Theme Park is on there, and I downloaded yeah. that, and it looks really cool. Need for Speed, which we talked about a little bit. Um, uh, Tim played that a little bit in my house. It's solid. Need for Speed is the first one on 3DO, and it, 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 it's a solid little racer. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Um, Road Rash, Road another Rash. race game yep. with yep. FMV that just fits that 90s attitude, yeah. over-the-top, ridiculous. And then just one more is from the Amiga, Soccer Kid. It's a nice little platformer with a little kid with a soccer ball and he kind of juggles it and kick it into someone else. And it's, it looks, it's again, it's a European platformer. It is. It's a collect them up, collect them up. Anyway, I don't want to take all of them. Go ahead. Um, Well, well, obviously cannon fodder. You can't go, go without. That is on there. You're right. Cannon fodder is on (laughs) there. I haven't played it on 3DO, but I'm sure it's, it's, yeah, it's cannon fodder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's it from me, I think. Oh, I'm, I was so, going to say Need for Speed and Cannon Fodder. That was my two. I took one of yours. <laughs> that's all right. I, there's a, so there's, I mean, there's, there really is a lot of good stuff on there, honestly. I, I, I like the, is it called Battle Sport? I remember when I gave you the 3DO, I put a copy of that in there, and it's kind of a 3D vehicle, um, mm. almost like Battle Zone, but it's capture the flag or capture the ball. It's moving around. Um, okay. It's actually pretty fun. I'll have to check that out. Um I wanted to mention, so what we just did now, because mm. I hadn't tried it yet, I was like, that's right, I got, in that one weird lot, I got an orange gun, and I found out later it was for the 3DO. Yeah. And so we just burnt a couple 3DO games, and we were just having a blast yeah. with Demolition Man. Demolition, Demolition Man, Man yeah. yeah so I can recommend that. I haven't tried Mad Dog McCree, or um, uh, there's a couple other uh, shooters that are kind of unique to the 3DO. Yeah. Uh, Mad Dog's not, it's on everything, but. Um, so the light gun games seem pretty darn solid, yep. actually, after I figured out how to calibrate the gun. Yeah. It's yep. pretty accurate, and it was a good time. Um, anyways, uh, there's I got one more Samurai Showdown, which is like, like a little fighter that was on. Is that Neo Geo? It's a Neo Geo game. Primarily, Neo Geo. Yeah. Samurai Showdown is on there and looks fantastic. I haven't played it a lot, but it's on there. I burned it and I played it like a couple little rounds. I'm going to get back to it, but it's and great. we're saving Star Control two for later. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. Put that on the shelf. We should at least mention it because I told you, like, I was like, okay, we won't pick it, but we got to mention it. Star Control 2 is kind of the reason for the season with the 3DO because the version on the 3DO, I found this out like by watching, like reading an article about it. It's the only one that has the voice acting and stuff in it. Like it, it has the enhanced multimedia yeah. stuff that, um, that, that makes it a, a kind of a, a head and shoulders above some of the other versions, like on the PlayStation or whatever. Um, but it comes with this giant. I, I went and bought the disc, the manual, and the map. So I have the real versions of nice. Star Control 2. The map you got to get because even if you get a digital version, it shows you the star systems that you can travel to. Um, the big, thick manual, which I love from back oh, in the 64 cool. days. So you can just pour through it and learn how to do it. And it's just one of those games that's just an epic star traveling, trading stuff battling yeah. kind of game so, so it's, it's elite for the 3do i guess i want to yeah. i want to sink my teeth into it because it's everybody raves about it yeah. not star control don't do that one yeah that's a mistake yeah <laughs> star control 2 is 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 supposed to be awesome yeah and i'm sure i'll be talking about it on a future episode because i i bought all the stuff because i want to play it yeah i think i've got star control on the 
uh, on the Mega Drive. Yeah, burn but it's it. actually the the burn the, the, the uh, Genesis box. Okay, it was the, the American imported yeah. one. But yeah, I n- never played it, and the box yeah. is pretty pretty bad shape anyway. Yeah. Well, there you go. Speaking of future episodes, episode ninety one coming at you in fifteen days. Yeah. On September the thirtieth, in which we're going to catch up about everything we're doing here in sunny California, sunny and smoky California. Yep. With Tim. Uh, we are going to catch up. We got a few little tricks under our sleeve. Uh, we we're going to have a game show. Sounds game like show, Tim's yep. got a game show, yep, of course. Yep. Uh, mm. We are going to. Well, I'm I'm putting it together, so I'll just announce it now. I don't even care. We're gonna we're going to make a definitive list of the best classic arcade games, one through like fifty. Right now, it's at one through fifty, and we're going to argue about it and figure it out right live on the show. <laughs> okay. Um, according to Pixel Guiden. According to Pixel Guiden, which is definitive, so why even quantify that? It's just <laughs> this is the list. Um, what, what else do we got? We got a lot. We got a lot. We got a lot. It's going to be big shows. Big show. Big this show. one itself is going to be pretty big, right? Big, big. It, it is. Big show. So anyways, we guys, uh, we hope you join us then. Thank you for hanging out. Thanks again to all our patrons and our show sponsor, RetroRewind.ca. But until then, remember, it's... Dangerous to go alone. Thank you again for listening. You can find episode information and show notes online at pixelguiden.com. Please follow us on Twitter at pixel underscore guiden. And you can also follow Eric at the project. That's D-U-H project. You can also follow Cody on Twitter at oddball49. That's O-D-D-B-A-1149. You can reach Tim Drew as well on Twitter at Sanction, that's S-A-N-X-I-O-N. If you are interested in supporting the show financially, please join us at our Patreon account, that's patreon.com forward slash pixelguiden. Please leave a review to help get our podcast listed higher up on the show rankings. We would also love to hear from you with any comments or input, so hit us up on our email at podcast at pixelguiden.com. I'll get you next time, Pixel Gaiden.